Don't ask me how I feel today Don't think I'd answer honestly I think there's something wrong with me Wrong with me, yeah I'm wearing out apologies Your t-shirt looks okay on me I'm sorry about everything, everything Hey everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. We have made it to episode 50. That's right, 50 episodes are in the can. And I'm really super pumped because I have my roommate, Sterling Gavinsky, on the show today. You might remember him as the front man of the band The Happy All Right. He's currently playing bass for the Florida outfit known as Northbound, and he's consistently producing for other artists as well as challenging his songwriting abilities on a daily basis. I've always respected Sterling's grind and dedication to his craft and have really enjoyed getting to know the guy. We've shared some pretty awesome experiences together in the last nine months and have some really cool stories to talk about on this episode. If you're listening to this little thing on Spotify, I want y'all to do me a favor. Go shoot the Kellen's Petty Talk Show page a follow and give me a five-star rating. This will help the show reach more people. And as you know, I'm mainly in this podcasting game for world domination. With your help, I can take over the world one interview at a time. Stay tuned for some exciting new episodes coming up, including an awesome discussion with Pete from the pop punk band this time next year, dropping soon. I apologize for the big delay and new content on here. It's been a hectic couple weeks and I'm sick as a motherfucking dog, but I'm glad to be back at it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. She's doing. I need all layers on me as I interview legends for thee. Grab your friends, your dog, and your fish. It's time to rip a new episode for the kids. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 50. I'm joined by my roommate, Sterling. How you doing, buddy? 
I'm good. I am your roommate, Sterling. What's up? What's up, Sterling? Sterling Gavinsky? Is, am I saying that right? That, that's correct. We live together, so I fucking hope so. I fucking hope so as well. Um, so we're roommates. Let's talk a little bit about how we met and the first night we hung out. Yeah, so that was crazy. Um, first of all, I want to shout out Mark Zuckerberg because <laughs> the man's done a lot of bad shit, okay? But <laughs> something that he does do is he brings people together. True, true, true. He, he brings people together. Very okay, true. so I met Kellen on Facebook. Yes. Um, we had a bunch of mutual friends, and I was looking for a place to live in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, I was moving from Texas and packed all my stuff in my car with my dad and my brother and came and found this cool place in Burbank via Kellen on Facebook yeah. through some like housing group or Ran, whatever. Random Facebook groups. Yeah. Yep. Good old Los Angeles housing. Um, and yeah, we just fucking hit it off. The vibe was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking next thing I knew I was moving my shit into this <laughs> apartment. <laughs> it was sick. No, it, it just blew my mind though, because you were the very first person to reach out. Hold up. This thing's popping up on my screen. Is it recording? Thank still? you. Yeah, we're still recording. Good. <laughs> um, we had this crazy girl uh, walk out on us and are we no that was <laughs> never mind that was when you were already here um i don't even remember who moved out before you yeah but i just remember you moved in in june right june yeah i think so That's yeah about right um and yeah you were the first person to reach out through that facebook group and i was like what I looked at your mutual friends. We had like 45 mutual friends or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's, that's what sold it for me. I was like, yeah, okay. Like this is, this is good. These yeah. are like people I, people I like, people I trust. Like yeah. this is, this is probably an okay vibe. And it was somebody in the music scene and you know, I was like dope, but then I'm going through your mutuals and like, I, I was like, okay, I think it was like the guy from transit. I'm like, okay. So he, he probably adds a bunch of the, <laughs> the, the musician dudes, just like we all do. And then I noticed, I'm like, hold up. He knows all the head North dudes. And they're literally a band from Buffalo. And I, uh, I went to school with Brent, their singer, and um, they played my backyard at my grad party. And I've just, I've known them from just going to shows for so many years. And um, so just seeing that you knew them kind of blew my fucking mind. Where'd you meet those guys? Yeah, it's definitely small world shit right there. Yeah. Um, I want to say the first time we met was a show they played in Denton that we opened up. Okay. That my band, The Happy All Right, opened in like, I want to say 2012. In like I was in high school, I'm pretty sure. How far is Denton from Dallas? It's like 45 minutes to an hour north, okay. basically. Um, but yeah, they played this venue, Haley's, that I, I'm not sure if Haley's is still around. I have a feeling it's not. Mm. But this is when they were just like a completely different band. They had like a, a standalone vocalist. Brent was a guitarist. Um, I believe Ben was in the band at that point as well. Yeah. Um, but what? yeah, it was crazy. We just like open this random show sort of hit it off didn't really like get to know each other super well but like kept yeah. in contact via facebook over the years uh mm -hmm. sort of just started like seeing each other like they would play dallas a lot because they toured so much like, yeah. back in the day so um our band opened for them like quite a few times when they would come through texas we did like a small like three show run of texas shows with them when they did their like i want to say like 2014 Okay. us tour something like that yeah and yeah like for you know for the time that they were touring we pretty much just like i i at least would kind of like go to their shows and like yeah. say what's up like that kind of thing and they put us up at their house yeah. or you know brenton ben's house i think so that was yeah. like scrapbook minds era the their ep i want to say the u.s tour was okay i'm well, pretty sure was there any point when james was still the singer 
Yeah. So he was the singer at that first show. Wow. That we met. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wild. I'm yeah. Friend, friends on Facebook with him. Just someone I truly don't know at all. But I didn't even know he toured with them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the first good. time we saw them, they were like a very different band. That's crazy. Yeah, they totally were. Yeah, he was like a theater actor, too. So he had like oh, a, just a cool. whole, totally different like singing voice, too. Mm-hmm. You remember that? For funny. sure. Um, but yeah, our first night of hanging out. Yes. Um, that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Should we elaborate on what happened? I would love to. Um, okay, so we go to this Mexican restaurant, as as new friends do. Yes, yeah, so this really dope spot in Burbank called Don Cuco. Don Cuco's. Yeah, and we go we have a we have a good ass time we're fucking getting to know each other literally truly two people who know nothing about each other we've never spent time with each other at all so first impressions are being made exactly essentially and basically um i had myself a couple of margaritas and i had never had one before so that was my first margarita yeah you you had some sips and you're like this is not for me and you're like i don't want to waste this do you want it yeah and i was like (laughs) i don't want to waste it either you know i (laughs) You know, I'd, I'd hate to see a delicious Don Cuco's margarita go to waste. So you so double gulped. I double gulped. And <laughs> uh, yeah, on the way home, we were like walking distance from this place. So no driving was yeah. involved. Yeah. But uh, some substances, in addition to the marks, were partaken. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I on the way up back to our apartment, like upstairs down the hall. Yeah. I fucking passed out. Um, yes. Not, I, I don't want to say like strictly as a result of the substances and marks, no, but no. I do, I do kind of have a tendency to like pass out, which yeah. I was later able to clarify to Kellen, yeah. but this is the first time we had fucking hung out. So dude, we were, wa- we were literally yeah. walking down the hallway and this guy literally starts doing that thing where he just starts like almost dancing in the hall. <laughs> Cause he's like about to pass out. And I don't know if anybody on here has like passed out before. That's kind of what you do is you just kind of like almost fall over a little bit and then yeah you just pass out and then you completely fall over mm-hmm. and yeah you were doing like a little dance and i was like is he joking like what's <laughs> what's going on right now and i think i was like literally smiling when i was yeah. seeing you doing that and then <laughs> within like a freaking split second you just you did that and then you turned and just dove into the wall head first brutal and it just blew my mind yeah i had like a little like scrape above my eyebrow for like a week and a half after that yeah and i I brought you back to the apartment i think we put like neosporin on it yeah this man nursed me back to health yes that's that's what you call a good first impression on his behalf and at the end of the night he was happy and he was all right and that's that's the name of his band was both of those things um so yeah you just came back from a trip recently let's talk about that how did that go Oh, yeah. I, I went to, um, well, first of all, I went to Minneapolis to visit my girlfriend who yeah. lives there. The great Sam. Um, the great Sam in the great city of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. which honestly is a great city. Like first time I visited, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, I feel like we didn't do as much stuff. But then going back, like I've been a few times on the road and stuff where I've been to Burnsville, which is sort of like an adjacent okay. suburb as far as I know. Um, but yeah, Minneapolis is fucking dope. And then after that, uh, I went home to Dallas for a week to uh, see some friends get married and play a little song at their wedding, which was was really cool. It was nice. Oh, I and, didn't know you did that. Yeah, they wanted me to play a Taylor Swift song. Uh, my friends Taylor and Chris, who got married, mm-hmm. um, me and my buddy Yash played the Taylor Swift song "Invisible String" to sort of like walk them down the aisle, or it, yeah, whatever uh, the processional. I don't know what you call that, but yeah, beautiful song by Miss um, Swift. Um, yeah, it was, just a, it was a fun, wholesome time. I teared up. 
Got to see a lot of friends. Got to see my buddy Mason. Yeah, just all around a very wholesome couple of weeks. Oh, that's sweet. And you said you got to see your family and just hang out with them a little bit. Yeah, that was great too. Saw my parents, kind of stayed with them, of course. And yeah, that, you know, that's always nice. Like I'm away from home for pretty much the first time in my life. Yeah. I'm living out here now. Yeah, no, that's wild. Yeah. I moved out here when I was like 19 and I only lasted like a a few months the first time because it just was too much. Like I was trying to go out, go to school out here and do the acting thing. And I was like, that's too much. Right. That's a grind for sure. It is such a grind. Um, But yeah, was the, uh, the wedding good though? Yeah. The wedding was great. Um, Just beautiful yeah. honestly like it's it's so cool like as weird as it is for like to be around people who are getting or like to be of the age mm-hmm. at which like all of your friends are getting married it's something i kind of like never really imagined that much when i was younger you know i heard like other people who are older kind of talking about this feeling it is really surreal but at the same time it's like very very cool to see your friends like kind of like take this like major step in their life and like yeah, it's also just beautiful because like fucking Taylor and Chris have known them for probably like four years at this point. Oh, cool. My friend Faith, who you met also. Yeah, Faith's cool. Um, who was uh, married back in December, I want to say. Yeah, I've known Faith since like 2012. Wow. Well, you said well. she's married? Faith is married, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Faith's pretty dope. Faith is very dope. Should we talk about her band real quick? Yeah, yeah we, can, we can talk about their band. Pennyboard. Yep, Pennyboard is fantastic. Um, Check them out. You're yeah. about to play So What? And so are you. Yeah, that's true. Which I almost forgot true. to write that in here. So we should probably just promote that right now. You're going to be playing with the great. The great and powerful Northbound. Hell yeah. So Pennyboard, Northbound. There's a lot of good bands on there. I noticed that like the first day is kind of like, like, I don't want to say the cringy OG, like attack, attack. And like, <laughs> I, like I don't know what, what word you would use for that, but like the crab core night. It's is, the Crab Core night. Yeah. And we got Rebecca Black on Friday, too. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Cool. It's honestly great. Um, I want to say, like, Trippy Red is playing Friday, too. It's just oh, a cool. sick lineup all around. Like, yeah, like so many good bands, free throw, a lot of diversity, two chains, like, just, yeah, so super random, like, you know, mix ups. But I love that. Like, I, I feel like too. more bills should be genre fluid. I agree with that. Like, especially, obviously, festivals, like, yeah, duh, like, do that. Yeah. But like just even just like bills in general, I want to see a show where I can see fucking 100 Gex, Rebecca yeah. Black, Northbound. Totally. You know what I mean? On the same show. Like that shit's tight. Even when they mix with like a like a pop punk band and like hardcore bands together. I love that. Sure. Like just, yeah. I hate, hate seeing the same thing all night. Like mm-hmm. it's just cool to just get different genres in there. Definitely. Different vibes. Um, <laughs> And it's also funny. Like if you're at like a like a pop punk show and it's like four bands and then like mm. one hardcore band plays and nobody expects it. And then just the crowd just goes nuts. People get hurt <laughs> and they're just like, Oops, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. It's always funny to see. Um, yeah. We played a, like a little, little joke on you when you got back, our, our other roommate, Josh mm. and myself. Um, yes. Yeah. What did we do? Um, these guys left, <laughs> these guys left a condom on my keyboard and a box of condoms on my desk, which yeah. I guess the implication was that someone had uh, fornicated in my in my bedroom, maybe, <laughs> or on my on my MIDI keyboard. I don't even know, really. Yeah, yeah. And we put we put some like lotion in the condom, so it looked like it was very much used. And right. we, we sprawled it across his keyboard. Oh, it was it was sprawled. All right. And it was like the moment you walked in, it was like, oh, yep, something happened here. That was, that was the first <laughs> first thing I saw. 
<laughs> I was like, oh man, such a long day traveling. I'm so, I'm so exhausted. Like I hope no one fucked in my bedroom. And then did we at least get you for like a second though? Was there like a half a second where you were like, oh man, what? No, I feel like I know you fuckers too well. There was no, I like instantly was like, <laughs> I got pranked. I got pranked. <laughs> they got amazing. me. <laughs> um, each- oh my god oh we're keeping up um our other roommate joshua he he's always so he's so cranky that guy yeah he's all over the place sometimes so he goes pissed. to bed early and then sometimes goes to bed late he he sleeps upside oh, down i think he's, he's actually fighting with his parents on the phone oh that's that's a usual treatment yeah every night um so have you checked out any cool movies lately movies um dude i saw i forget if i told you this i don't think i did I saw Into the Wild for the first time oh, on Netflix. The, other the day one from like parents. 2007. I think it is 2007. Yeah, yeah. dude, incredible. That great, great I movie. loved it. I wasn't sure what to expect. I like yeah. started it like before I left for Dallas one night, but I just like kind of fell asleep. Yeah, and I decided to throw it on with my parents. Super good. I feel like that was one of those unexpected hits. Like it was like a indie film or something. Dude, Sean Penn directed it. Did he actually? Isn't that crazy? Oh, I don't even remember that. But that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was really moved by that movie. I, I like that a lot. And we also watched uh, while I was home, Paddleton. Have you seen this? Paddleton. You mean you know Padding- you Paddington? Or no, Paddle. Not to be confused with the, the, the very bear. famous bear. Paddleton. <laughs> uh, Paddleton. Paddleton. It's a Netflix movie. Oh wait, wait, wait! Paddleboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Film. It's like the the cancer movie with um the guy from what's his face. Ray from, Romano yes. and Mark. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember. He's a brother, Mark Duplass. Great like movie. A, I did yeah, see yeah. that. That was a couple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah a couple years ago. So good. Like to me, that is like, it, that's a perfect movie. I don't want to hype it up too much, but I'm going to. But it's, it's incredible. It's like a buddy comedy, but it's got like the serious tones to yeah. it. Yeah, it's like it's definitely a buddy comedy, but the entire time you're sort of, you know weighed down with this like immense kind of grief because yeah. you already know how the movie's going to end yeah the whole time you're sort of thinking like oh yeah this is a death movie you know what i mean this is a movie about grief yeah. and this is a movie about you know best friends as well and it, it's it's brutal it's so funny but it's so so sad i truly don't even remember how it ended and I, we don't have to spoil it but yeah we, we should watch it's great i i, I want to see that again there's a lot of movies like that that i like though like funny people 50 50 Great comedy. Right. I've never seen 50-50, but I assume that's sort of the same. Like, it's also yeah. a cancer buddy road trip. Yeah, it's like thing. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's got cancer and Seth Rogen's right. like the funny friend. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. And same thing with funny people. That's actually weird now that I think about it. That's the exact same fucking character that Seth Rogen played in Funny People. Adam Sandler <laughs> was sick with cancer and Seth Rogen was the friend by, him si- by his side. Seth Rogen is often just the funny friend by someone's side. Wow, I never realized he did two movies that's, like that's that. That's kind of his thing. That's wild. Um. Yeah. Uh, did you check out any good albums? Bop any albums? Um, big yes. Thief. Yeah, the Big Thief album is fucking so good. It's a double album. It's incredible. Um, what else? There's a really good new album by Black Country New Road that you okay. might fuck with. It's really cool. It's called uh, Ants from Up Here. Really good. Is that like pop? No, it's uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, it's definitely emo adjacent, so you might find it cool. It's, I want to say like indie rock for lack of a better word. It, it, it involves a lot of like Baroque pop. So there's a lot of like yeah. orchestral stuff. There's like seven people in the band. They all play like, a, yeah. it's hard to explain. They're kind of like an arcade fire type band. Yeah. But what they're doing is a lot more kind of like post-punk and emo adjacent. It's yeah. like, it's great. And there's like a lot of folk stuff in there too. 
Well, that's cool. So good. It's really good. Um, Almost like a little bit pine grovey. A little bit, not not too much. They definitely have the sort of like folky, like yeah. rootsy instrumentation, yeah. but like yeah. their approach, it's it's kind of a crazy album. Like you'll yeah. you'll hear it. There's like everything from like really soft, like yearning, crazy vocals. Like he name drops Billie Eilish at one point, oh, but man. there's also like an occasional scream yeah. and there's violins and flutes. That's it's sick. it's nuts. I love um, when they incorporate like a bunch of random instruments. Yeah. Wait, what about you? Any good movies or albums recently? Uh, I know we went to see Lucker's Pizza and you liked yep. it. Um, but that was kind of a while ago. Um, recently, I saw the Batman. I really enjoyed the Batman. Mm, yeah. I figured Robert Pattinson was going to kill it. He absolutely delivers. Um, oh, I saw X. X just came out. Everybody should go see it. It's basically a brand new horror movie from Ty West, the guy that, you know, did, he was in Your Next and he uh, directed like House of the Devil, mm. great movies like that, modern horror director um basically he did this movie x it's about a bunch of porn uh people trying to make this porn film and they basically like rent out like a cabin on like some guy's um ranch in like i think texas or something literally um and he he didn't realize that that's that's why they rented his place out (laughs) um and like during the movie i mean i don't want to spoil it too much fuck it looks watch the trailer yeah watch the trailer it's it's great watch the trailer it's just people die people have sex and it's evil and great and they use all practical effects and a lot of old film techniques so it's it's really cool to watch i love that yeah i guess it's supposed to appear as if it took place and was made in the 70s yes i love that and that's so cool yeah they shot it in new zealand because it was shot at the height of covid Mm. so they needed to shoot somewhere where they could really get up close and personal, obviously right, shoot the sex right. scenes and then just, you know, make it, make it a real good horror film. Yeah. Cause if they were doing it here, it would have been a lot worse, but what about albums? Any, anything new? See, th- this is great. Like we, it's, yeah. it sounds like we, uh, we're just like kind of talking right now. We yeah. literally haven't seen each other in two weeks. So we are kind of catching up. True. You just came back. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> yeah, like although this is a podcast, we're also literally catching up, right? Yeah, now. no, absolutely. Um, that's why I love doing this. And we, you were, you know, we were talking about it before we started. We we're like a little worried, like how is this gonna go? And I haven't yeah. done a podcast in like a month, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of like, fuck. And you're like, oh, I've never done a podcast, or at least I've, I've, you've, I've, you've done some. But I've done a good amount. Have um, you done ones where you were like the center of attention though, like like the inter- interview? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, I've done quite oh, a few okay. of those. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, back back in the day too, I, I had a podcast in college. So really, like, I'm I'm out of the game, but yeah. I'm happy I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to bring you back into the loop. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, music wise, mm-hmm. fucking anxious, bro. The new anxious record. Uh, oh, I was like, are you okay? It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like Little Greenhouse or whatever it's called. Right, dude, that band is so good, and they're great live. Saw them recently. Um, yeah, just great album all around. 10 tracks just total bangers love that connecticut uh hardcore scene nice. and uh yeah like they're kind of like similar like fiddlehead i guess you could mm. say like in that realm okay but more like melodic um and yeah those dudes are great um big thief i, I listened to part of that mm. I, I still haven't gone through the whole thing it's long it, yeah. it's like a, over an <laughs> you're, hour you're like it's a whole experience <laughs> it's literally like 20 songs but it it is so worth it yeah it's just, so good. just cancel all your plans just sit there and listen to it yeah set aside the time it's it's definitely um, worth it it would be a mistake not to just totally plug the new grayed out ep that came out in december it's got four of the members of this time next year which is one of my favorite bands of all time mm. um one of the great pop punk bands from back in the day the golden era um basically like you know the late 
middle mid 2000s late late or early early 2010s i guess you could say is when they were around 20 or 2006 to 2012 mm. and now they're finally back 10 years later and that's pretty incredible if you ask me so um and i guess you know what fuck it i'm just gonna say right now pete from this time next year and grade out is gonna be doing one of the next episodes in like a couple weeks here so i'm very excited for that it's gonna be so sick that's sick man that's cool you need to get some like sound cues on this board so you can like drop like bombs and hold on i think i actually do no way i think i have some in here let's try it out let's see let's check it out both can be great both can be disgusting so yo that was so good that was fucking scott vogel and i I was just remembering i have these in here when i did his episode and i actually was i was playing these when we were doing it but for some reason when you're on zoom and I, i can't seem to figure this out like they don't hear it like I hear it and I'm over oh. here fucking dying and laughing, but it doesn't, the other person on zoom doesn't hear it. Like they do, I guess, but like most times they don't react to it. It's almost like if they hear it, it's so faint. Oh yeah. So I got to figure out how it like really just blasts hmm. through, but yeah, yeah, I have a bunch of random shit in here. <clears throat> I wanted this song. Are these all like terror specific? sound cues yeah basically i was just trying to get like funny parts of him singing and stuff oh there's a cat oh yeah yeah kick him in the fucking face ready kick him in the fucking face (laughs) live by the code Yep, that's hilarious. And then one more. Let's see what this is. Get the fuck off my back. Actually, that's that's a a good time to bring that up, dude. A couple weeks ago, or no, was that like a week ago? We were literally walking, me and Josh. I think this was before you got back. Mm -hmm. We're walking after we went to see this other movie. That's okay. Well, we'll talk about that movie first. Sure. So I went to see this advanced screening of this upcoming movie with Brendan Brendan Fraser. He's finally back. Right. Right. Um. Dude, he's so overweight. I feel so bad. I, I love Brendan Fraser so much, but they got They got to put him on some kind of program. Like, it's just, it's sad to see. Like, the dude was hot in The Mummy and something happened here. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's still really funny in the movie. I just, like, I, I worry about his health. <laughs> but he was in it and, like, Peter Dinklage and Josh Brolin. Like, great cast, great cast. And wow. this, this was, like, a really rough cut of this movie that's not going to be out until probably at least the end of summer or fall. Oh, wow. Um, so it was actually the very first screening they've ever showed mm. and um, like they haven't I don't even think they've done like a real test screening yet um, so th- there were actually parts where the special effects weren't even in there so they had to like have the person like in the scene before they even like covered the person up oh wow so they had like the dots all over their face yeah the dude with the like yeah and she was playing a monkey suit. the girl was literally playing a monkey and was like doing all the like the face movements and like you know, touching Josh Brolin. What a fun job, though. Imagine being oh. the person who gets to just put on the morph suit. I can't even imagine. Dance around like a monkey. Yeah. And get you handed get... a check at the end of the day. Like, it's probably a big check, too. Right? Because you're doing actual, like, labor. They're like, all right, you're hanging out with Brendan Fraser today. Pretend you're a monkey. Yeah. Go. No, I, I will give it to him, though. He, like, I would say he almost steals the movie. He's, like, really, wow. he's crazy in that movie. And I, I, I'm pretty sure we signed something to say, I like, we're not even about a lot of talk about it, but like, I truly don't care. The movie was not great. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it really like it definitely needs wow. work. And I think there was like surveys at the end oh, that, yeah, we did like a survey after and yeah. you basically write like what they need to fix. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Oh, were these characters funny? Like should they be tweaked? 
And I was like super honest with my answers. Good. You know yeah. me, I'm just like, I want everything to be as good as it can. Um, but like, yeah, no, all the actors were good. I feel like it just, the script fell short or the writing. Right. And, and that, maybe once they get the like monkey CGI in there, it'll be a lot better. Yeah, no, the monkey was actually in there. That was what's funny is like, it kept going back and forth to the monkey being there. And it was really good, like a VFX or whatever. Okay. But then there were just parts of it that weren't done yet. So it was just, right. just the actor. <laughs> And it was just so funny. That was like actually probably the funniest part of the movie was just that happening. Um, But yeah, no, it was dope. And so we left that movie Mm -hmm. and basically we walked by our favorite place, Barney's Beanery. Classic. And yeah, where we get our crack horror shots. Yeah, to clarify, that is the name of a drink. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't order actual crack horse. We literally just get a shot that's called crack horror. (laughs) And I think it's like, what is it? Watermelon flavor or something? No, I think that's the other one. Okay. Oh my God, I can't remember what's in it. Considering how much of it is inside of my body at any given moment, I I couldn't tell you. Is it vodka and tequila or something weird? Oh God, I can't remember. Yeah, it's just a concoction that just gets you lit. Yeah. It gets you tipsy. Um, It's pretty good though. It does the trick. I think they're like eight or nine bucks. They're pretty expensive. Sure. Yeah, they're everything at Barney's. This is not a Barney's slander campaign. We love Barney's. No, Barney's is a sick hangout. Just our only complaint is... Lower the prices. Yo, the oh mozzarella sticks are like 12 bucks. And there's like five of them and, and they are small. finger size. They are fingers like pinky size. Yeah. <laughs> All five of them. It's Literally, terrible. It's like funny. Um, <laughs> but we love Barney's. Comical. Uh, sponsor Kellen. Yeah, absolutely. Please sponsor me. Um, and every time we go there, we run into people like, oh, here, here's a weird one. I'm mm. glad we're talking about Barney's. Yeah. So I see this random TikTok video, right? And it was in the Wonder Years group. Mm-hmm. of this guy literally just making fun of soupy on stage and it was the greatest thing i've ever seen like this guy literally got down the mannerisms and everything and he was just like i can't even i can't even remember what he said he's just like it's like this song is <laughs> i don't know who i was then or whatever the right just doing like a soupy impression, just a perfect soupy impersonation that had me had me crying basically <laughs> and two days literally later we're going to Barney's and you walk up to this table, you see all these friends that, you know, even I've met a couple of them before and, or at least the one girl and we walk up and you like say hi to this guy. And it's literally the guy who did that TikTok video. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does that even happen? I didn't even know you knew him. Right. That was Patrick. Patrick. I thought his name yeah. was Andrew. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick Gilchrist. 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 Yes. It's spelled like Christ. I've Christ. actually never said his last name out loud. So now I'm realizing I don't know which pronunciation is correct. Sorry, yeah. Pat. That'd but... be funny if he was Jewish and his name was like that. I, Jesus was a Jew, though. True, you know? true, like... true, true. Both can be great. Both can be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what that sound cue was, but that kind of worked with it the conversation. <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy that Patrick was there. Yeah. Oh, you can stop the cue. Which is the cat? Uh, the, the, the blue one. Okay, that, that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> no, and then speaking of fucking terror, dude. So that was that time at Barney's. But the, after that movie, I said I went to go see that advanced screening. We yes. walked past Barney's after I got this little cookie dough thing. And I'm, I'm eating this cookie dough, walking with Josh back home. There's passing Barney's. And literally, I see Scott Vogel from Terror staring at me. literally and he's staring at my shirt i was wearing a citizen shirt and i knew right away i was like oh he knows (laughs) (laughs) and so i just i walk past him and i'm like 
fuck. There's no way I'm not going to go up to him because he literally did the podcast like a year ago, literally almost exactly a year ago. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta go say hi. He's not, not only did he do the podcast, but he's from my hometown. So he's like kind of my, like one of my local heroes. And uh, yeah, I went up to him and I don't usually like doing that unless like it's the right moment, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't like mm. going up to somebody, especially if like they have their girlfriend there. Right. Cause that, that is very awkward. And if they're eating like, fuck that. Right. Luckily they weren't eating. I don't even think they got drinks yet. They were just sitting there waiting to be waited on. And I walked up and I was like, Hey man, like, how can I take your order? No, I didn't say that. I wish. Um, I just kind of went up and I was just like, yeah, like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be awkward or anything, but like, Hey, you did my podcast like a year ago. I don't know if you remember me, but like, it was, it was great. And thank you so much for doing that. And, um, he's like, yeah, like, I don't remember that. <laughs> and he said wow. that and he's like, Oh, but, uh. and then he's like, looking at me for a second. He's like, Oh wait, Oh wait, 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 wait. Did you, you bought something off me. You bought some like furniture off of me. I'm like, yeah, like I bought your like record shelf. And yeah, he like sold me his record shelf. Oh, and wow. that was super sick before he moved back to Buffalo. Mm. Um, Cause he was actually living out here in Burbank. That's what's so weird. It's like, we're both from Buffalo mm-hmm. and then we both lived in Burbank and then Crazy. he moved back and then, yeah. And then he's back again. And what was cool about it is I didn't even know he was in town and I didn't know what he was in town for. He was in town for world be free shows which is his like side project from terror. And they kind of formed back in like, I think 2016. And they, that, that was like the last time they played shows, <laughs> like oh, wow. maybe, maybe one other time, but yeah, they play like every four years or something crazy like that. And so, yeah, he was like, yo, like I'm just out here to play like these three shows, one in San Francisco and two in LA. And I'm like, dude, I'm there. And so, yeah, after that, I went on like the Sunday, went to this new venue called brother, brother and saw uh, world be free, tear it up. Nice. Where, 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 um, or like when, when did those take place? Was that before I went out of town a couple weeks ago? I think, no, I think you were out, you were out of town. Oh, okay. But it was like right towards the end, like right before you came back. Like this, they were cool though. This was like, a, yeah, a week ago. Um, oh, they were great. Yeah. The last time nice. I saw World Be Free was 2016, I believe, in Buffalo at the waiting room. Rest in peace. Damn. But yeah, dude, he always kills it. And now they're coming back with Terror and they're playing, um, they're playing like a bunch. They're playing like three or four shows here, I think, like sprawled across. Um, I know they're playing. They're playing seventeen twenty. Mm-hmm. Which did we go to show there? We did. That was the Wonder Years show. I think, oh, the right? Wonder Years was at seventeen twenty. That huge warehouse they're playing. And then I actually got a ticket to see them in Garden Grove at that sweet amphitheater, which I think you have yet to go to. Yeah, I don't think I've. I don't think I've been down there. It's called Garden Amp. And nice. I saw Etid there, and I saw Turnstile there. And man, that place fucking rules. You walk in, and it looks like literally like it's a puppet show. There is, mm-hmm. it's like this very small theater with maybe like 200 seats, it looks like, like very, very small. Cool. Wow. But it's like open air amphitheater style. And you literally look at the stage and you see like the area in front of these seats, and you're like, there's no way there's going to be a show here. There's no way you can mosh. There's no way you can stage dive. This is just death. And somehow there, there is room and people pull it off <laughs> and it is one of the coolest venues I've ever gone to park parking's free accessible. That's sick. Is it one of those, uh, one of those amphitheaters that's like kind of built into like the cement? Is it like made out of stone or are there like, are there seats that are constructed and a stage made of like, you know, actual materials or is it like 
Yeah, it's all there for sure. Like the seats are definitely there as if it's like an auditorium sort of situation, kind of like right. a half circle, if you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's all, sick. Yeah. No, dude, I've, I went to Hollywood Bowl for the first time. Oh, sick. Back in on Halloween, actually. And that's, I know that's like, it's an amphitheater, technically. Like, it's, it's outdoors. Grateful Dead? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. So good. But yeah, just like outdoor shows in general. I know like as a, as a band, it sucks. But as a, as a concert goer, I love that shit. Yeah. So good. And speaking of concerts, who got you into music? Like, what, what gave you the bug to like tubes? Dude, that, I mean, I credit that to Green Day. And my Ooh. parents pretty exclusively, honestly. Like mostly my my dad, honestly. Like both yeah. my parents love music. My mom is a great singer, but my dad, he is a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. and the Rolling Stones, Beatles, Bob Dylan. As you should be. Johnny Cash. That's kind of his wheel. It's you know, he likes dad stuff. Did you say he likes Beach Boys? He does. He's not like a huge okay. fan by any means. I feel like that's like a band that me and my brother kind of found on our own. Okay. But when I was really young, I was like, I don't Bruce Springsteen sucks. Like, yeah. I, I hate this dad. Stop trying to, I only like green day. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. To give some context to that as well. Green day is a band that I found at school. Really? Like one of, one of my friends no in a computer class when I was like fifth grade, when you took computer classes. Yeah. Um, I guess like on the windows media player, which was a thing that existed on windows computers back in the day. I remember that. Um, there was just the uh, the music video for Wake Me Up When September Ends. It was like oh, so built nice. into the Windows Media Player yeah. or whatever. So you could just like watch that if you had that software. And he was watching it and I was sort of watching over his shoulder. And I just thought at the time I thought this kid was so cool. Yeah. I was like, damn, he like knows what good music is. That's crazy. I'm 10. How yeah. am I supposed to know what that is? And yeah, from that point on, I was just like, green days the yeah. shit i just like i checked out boulevard of broken dreams i bought american idiot which was my first cd ever dude that back, I purchased on my own back when music videos were like productions like yeah, truly true. all those videos were just oh, so much money probably was put into them and they that's probably like another reason that american idiot blew up with those videos were crazy totally yeah. yeah i mean that like for them that was like a comeback album right sure. like they were on hiatus i believe like between yeah. warning and that album so yeah. I think their label was kind of like, we're, you know, it's time for Green Day. Like, you're coming back. It's 10 years since Dookie, like literally a decade since that breakthrough album. Yeah. So I, th- I think they sort of had a feeling like this is going to be a moment for them. Yeah. Warning, and, warning people weren't too hot on. Yeah. Which honestly, I love that album. It's good. That, no, that's it's good. something that like, yeah, sort of like once, once I got into American Idiot and me and my brother started like, once we started checking out like other albums and yeah. other bands and stuff. We just like went down the Green Day rabbit hole and yeah. basically just like checked out every album, got yeah. Dookie, International Super Hits was like yeah. a huge thing oh, for us. Like all those like bonus tracks and everything were pretty, pretty um, influential like at the time. Yeah. And then, yeah, like honestly, too, another person I would credit um, is my first guitar teacher mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people, I feel like you hear this story a lot. A lot of people pick up an instrument, their parents make them take piano when they're really young or like, yeah you say oh i want to learn guitar uh-huh. and then you go oh, it's too hard yeah i'm stopping my first guitar teacher trey johnson was incredible so inspirational like turned me on to the beatles like fully like he gave me a book mm-hmm. of like beatles chords i was like 13 it's like oh that's it changed my life you know that was like i am serious about this like let's yeah. go like other than just being like i want to be billy joe like yeah. having like a really talented musician 
you like like teach you the ropes yeah exactly like show you how to do the things you were hearing yeah. you know like li literally someone like because you know you can have someone can be a bad guitar teacher you oh, know what for i mean sure this man like he's so good with kids first of all but just he's really good at explaining concepts to someone who like you know when you're fresh at an, at an instrument you're like i don't know what this is i just want to shred <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you're like <laughs> teach me the crate teach me uh through the fire and the flames right now yeah show Expert me mode show me the basic life. way of doing this yeah um wonderful man i sad news but i just learned he passed away recently oh, no I, way. I don't know what the heart problems or something like that, recently but yeah so this is this is man. a little like shout out to him and yeah his family that sucks changed my life shout out trey johnson yeah but yeah otherwise green day my parents i love bruce springsteen now yeah oh sick. <laughs> I, I came around <laughs> any good songs that you like yeah dude uh all of born to run and nebraska those two albums for sure but also darkness on the edge of town the river like i love it all yeah. uh thunder road just cliche answer but one of the best songs ever recorded he's no, incredible have you seen him a concert a couple times yeah i saw him with my dad twice and actually saw him with my dad three times oh dope he's just like the shows are like three hours long oh yeah it's an like, event they go so hard yeah they, apparently they also practice for three hours like at soundcheck what which is crazy like they do the set twice basically no way yeah it, it's just nuts and then the whole band is kind of expected to if bruce calls out a song at any given moment yeah if he's just like yo we're doing you know sherry darling yeah the every member of that band is just expected to know that track yeah <laughs> like go begin no, for sure i mean three hours like there's gonna be like what 30 songs in that set yeah i know a ton um but yo your brother cam is actually a very talented comedian he just sold out two shows at the complex in la it's true april 5th and 6th yeah let's do a quick ad read for that dude absolutely um my brother cameron gavinsky super talented he's got a big old show coming up um unfortunately it's sold out but I just sneak into that shit. Yeah. Like if you can get in in some way, like just make it happen. If you need to wear a disguise or something, it's how to make everything about you forever. And always April 5th and 6th. It's a one person comedy musical. It's going to be great. Great flyer, by the way. I know super pro his friend Jack yeah. took them. Jack's also a very oh, gifted comedian and musician as well. Very cool. So it's strictly sold out then or is there any gonna any loose tickets coming out or is it probably just gonna be you can't go <laughs> i have no, I, I assume it's like hard sold out um i definitely can't speak to it i feel like he knows yeah. more about the like ticketing situation than than i do but i mean if yeah. anything it'll just get more people to want to go to the next one mm. that's the best true thing. yeah true. promote it that way definitely looks good on the marquee how long has he been doing comedy for that's a really good question i he's been acting um since he was like 10 okay like he's been really into that for a long time he didn't get into improv which was sort of his first like foray into like comedic performance yeah. specifically he didn't do that until college which you know he sort of joined an improv group became very passionate about that was sort of like the leader of it eventually and like yeah. really really put in a lot of work and time into like crafting like a really strong team yeah i think like while he was doing improv he was sort of like you know dabbling in stand-up yeah like i've seen you know he has like sets on the internet and stuff like that and i know he was doing them somewhat regularly yeah. but i think more recently um like right before covid and during covid he's been doing a little bit more comedy obviously during covid it was like over uh zoom yeah he did these like 
charity zoom shows like oh, once a month cool. i believe they were super good and he would have like a bunch of his like friends on and stuff to do sets did he enjoy that though because i feel like i've heard a lot of comedians say they they don't like that yeah he he liked it but the thing is it's like very hard to gauge and this is from like my audience like, yeah. yeah this is from my like interpretation of his take on it but it seems like it would be hard to gauge how people are actually feeling about it because also like a lot of people in these groups despite you asking them to do the opposite of this, they mute themselves on yeah. Zoom, even though like you're there to like <laughs> laugh. <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? And that's sort of for comedians, that's like how you know you're doing a good job. Yeah. Even if you know your joke's funny, if no one laughs, that's the worst feeling. No, it's <laughs> like, terrible. I know Bill Burr was doing a couple shows during COVID and a lot of those guys, like I think Bill Kreischer mm-hmm. and all them, Rogan, where like people had to sit in their cars and if, if a fucking joke was funny, they would beep. Oh, like a drive-in sort of situation. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I feel like the beeping also would be so obnoxious. Obnoxious. Like, I'd be like every two seconds. <laughs> like, so ah, beep, beep, beep. I can't believe that was a thing for a while. Yeah. Like, in, in context, it makes sense, but the beeping is just insane. Speaking of COVID, did you hear about this new strain, strain that's coming out of China? No. Yes, there is a new strain. Wait, coming out of China? What do you mean? Like, or... I guess there's like another outbreak in China or something or something's going on where they shut down again hmm. completely. And I feel like they wow. were open more than we were pretty sure. Hmm. So I don't know, but stay tuned for that. Cause I, I hope to yeah. God that this is over or on its way yeah, out. I, don't, I, I certainly don't want another wave of this stuff, but yeah. I'm hoping for the best. Um, you did get COVID, right? Um, I, so I don't know if I did for sure, but when I was home back in December, my brother tested positive, Oof. but me, him, and my dad were all super sick. Okay. But me and my dad tested negative. Weird. And I know, like, obviously the tests are, like, super kind of, like, unreliable generally. And also They're we got janky. tested in sort of, like, back in December, there was a huge, like, influx of cases. This was, like, height, like, peak Delta, I believe. Oh, At least okay. In Texas, like, there was lines around the block. We waited for, like, six hours for one test that, like, we literally never got the results back for, by yeah. the way. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, me and my dad tested negative, but we're still like super sick for like three or four days. Yeah, I got I got the first COVID. Does the first COVID have like a strain name or no? Or is it just I COVID? Think people are just saying like alpha or like alpha. Okay. Yeah, just the first strain, I guess. Yeah, I had the first one and then I had Omicron. And that yeah. was actually a funny story. So I come home from Eaton, the Every Time I Die Christmas shows. Rest in peace to my one of my favorite bands, man. Um, came back from their shows and basically my friend that I was with who also lives in LA calls me up and it goes, Hey, I just tested positive. And so I did like a couple hundred other people (laughs) and there was a huge outbreak at the show. You should probably go get tested. And I was like literally feeling kind of sick that day. And I'm like, fuck, I got COVID. I know it. Yeah. And I think I had to cater. I did something that day where I shouldn't have. And then I immediately went and I got tested, you know, at like one of those, you pick up like a kit from Walgreens or whatever. And I came home and I just remember I did the test real quick. And then you and Josh walked in the door and I'm like, yep, uh, you guys might want to stand over there. Cause I think I have COVID. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to do the other tests. You get two, you get two goes. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, yep, get away from me. <laughs> and then, and then I think you guys left. Like actually, didn't one of you leave? I think so. I don't really remember. I think you stayed with somebody for at least a couple of days. Was that when I stayed with Cameron? I think so. I felt so bad. 
because I feel like that was right before I was about to go out of town or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. That would that might have been right in December, right? Yeah. Must. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That was right before I went. Right before Christmas, when you all went. Yeah, that that checks out. Yeah, dude, that that shit's scary because like if you're in a living space with people, you like. Yeah, you don't know. Indefinitely, you're like going to catch it if you're around yeah. each other. You know what I mean? But that's what was so fucking weird about it is the very night before that happened. I'm already back from from Eaton. I'm I'm already back. I'm obviously sick with the virus. Mm. Um, I know I know symptoms take a couple days to come out or whatever. But right. literally the night before, all three of us were sitting on a bench in front of the TV playing video games yep. next to each other. Literally right mm-hmm. next to each other. And the fact that you guys didn't catch that is just mind blowing. Yeah, I, I feel like this is like a classic sort of COVID theory that people have. The, pe- the people who like tend to not get, get COVID or have tended to not get it. Yeah. I Back in February of 2020, I feel like me and my band got it. This was at the no very, way. very beginning, like right before everything shut down, which I think was like March or April, right? Yeah, like mid-March, I think. Mid-March. Yeah, like we, and you know, I... For some reason, I have this thing where every time I come back from a tour, I'm really sick. I don't know why. I think I'm just, like, prone to, like... Like, once it ends? Yeah, just, like, once I get back home, I'm just, like, ex- a com- probably combo of, like, exhausted and just, like, I'm prone to allergies and junk like that. But in 2020, in February, we came back from this tour. Yeah. All of us were, like, had this, like, insane cold for, like, a week and a half, right? Ooh. All of us, which, in theory, we're just in a van. Could have been a cold, right? We're just... Was in close proximity with each other. It was, yeah, it was a pretty like traditional cold, which I know COVID's more like flu adjacent. Yeah. But yeah, the reason I preface all that is because based on like that video game bench experience and then like me being around my brother who tested positive, this isn't to say I didn't have it. I just have somehow not been able to catch it. Yeah. Yeah, It would be kind of not, not funny, but kind of funny. Is if like I transmitted it to your clothes and then you mm. transmitted it to camp. Right. I just I carried the virus with me on the plane. Well, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that would be, I mean, we don't we don't know. Like maybe who knows? I feel like there's there's something about how the virus like doesn't live that long yeah. on surfaces. Like I feel like it's strictly airborne. Yeah. But maybe, you know, like some of the air particles in my my hoodie sort of like yeah. encapsulated it i carried it back home yeah. planes got air on it you know that shit could have been floating around for a while we don't know maybe COVID's not even real maybe god's just up there he's just like you <laughs> well god's not real. this so. is your wake <laughs> yeah god's not real <laughs> hail satan kick him in the fucking face <laughs> that was perfect um so don't you guys have like a connection to ellie mccoskey you guys as in me and cameron you and cam yeah i feel um, like you met her or something sort of so my brother's friend jack knew her from something i don't know what that was okay but me and my brother and jack back in 2019 i was on tour happened to be in la yeah we went to the comedy store to see kill tony which is a show that used to go on there and Allie was the guest and jack knew her so we sort of just like hung out with her after the show don't really know her well at all we literally are just like mutuals on instagram but yeah Seems like a very cool person. Still, pre- still pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, it's super tight. Yeah, <laughs> she's tight. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, she's funny. I've seen her so many times around here. Yeah, she's she's killing it. I I support her. She's blowing up. She was on Rogan. Um, but yeah. So what is what was it like growing up in Texas and more specifically in Dallas? 
That's a good question. Um, I mean, you didn't love it. No, here's the thing. Like I have, I have a very soft and warm spot in my heart for Dallas specifically. Okay. Like there's things I don't like about it, but I, I think I, I just have a sort of like nostalgia goggle yeah. view of it, you know, like even the stuff that I don't like, parts of me are just like, oh, this is my home. You know what I mean? Um, obviously I love my parents and you know, other people I know who like live in the DFW area. Yeah. Otherwise, like I'm not a huge fan of Texas in general. There's like some yeah. very cool towns. I love San Antonio. I'm okay on Austin. Yeah. Um, wait, why are you okay on Austin? I just, for me, that's like, that's a place you go for a day and you hang out. You really? know what I mean? Too, I, I too artsy fartsy. No, 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 no. I love artsy fartsy. Austin is just like, to me, very like tourist trap. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just like parts of LA are the same way. You I know what I mean? Where it's just like, this is where people go to take pictures. Yeah. And then you leave. Like, I don't want to live somewhere like that. Yeah, that's. I and here, I, here I am living in Los Angeles. But yeah. Well, at least we're in a good area. I feel like our area is the more like, I don't know, I'm gonna say like suburban, but like. Yeah. It's yeah. like its own area. I don't we're know. definitely outside of the like hustle and bustle. Yeah, so we're not speak. in Hollywood, which thank God. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like Austin's super fun for like a day. And I've like had some great times there, but it, I just wouldn't want to live there. I yeah. guess all I'm kind of saying. But Texas, like, there's I'm sure there's a lot of like cool places that I haven't been because, yeah. granted, you know I've I lived there for 25 years, but yeah. it's huge. It is there's big. like so many towns that I've never seen. Like I've spent a day it's in big. El Paso, but I don't really know what that town's like. You know, El Paso is surprisingly nice. I thought it was gonna be super like sketchy, honestly, because it's really? so I don't know like. Just I I thought I heard like the violence was really bad there for some reason, and I hmm. guess it's one of the safest places in America, which shocked me. Yeah, I've heard like nothing but good things about El Paso. Yeah, I also hear a lot of cool stuff about Marfa, Texas, kind of Marfa. a small town. I haven't heard like, of that one. I think they shot. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they shot No Country for Old Men, and maybe parts of There Will Be Blood. Ooh. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was shot at least in Texas for sure. Wow, that's crazy. I love both those films. Yeah, classics. Yeah, I know you, you and I were going to watch There Will Be Blood, and then we, like, never got to it. And we I was still should. Like, well, I was like, fuck, and I, I watched it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah, and I feel bad, but, like, I'll watch it again. It was great. Let's do it. But, no, it was so good. Incredible. And I feel like I had only seen, like, clips from it. I, I had never really sat down and watched that one. But No Country for Old Men, I'm, like, a huge fan of. I've mm. seen that a bunch. Yeah, I love uh, a good Coen brother flick dude i just love violent like desert movies that there's something <laughs> about that and it's just so like enthralling like from dusk till dawn like oh so good um so how is like the dallas music scene you know i feel like it is a lot better now than it used to be okay and i i guess dallas music scene is sort of like a i i'm sort of more referring to i guess dfw i think now it appears that there's a little more camaraderie between like Denton, Dallas, Fort Worth. Like they all sort yeah. of like intermingle and stuff like that. Um, Dallas is very like, it's a big city, yeah. you know? So I feel like it has this energy of like live nation gigs. We have a house of blues. <laughs> we, you know what I mean? We have like a palladium, whatever. Really? There, it used to be called the palladium. Oh, now wow. it's Southside Ballroom. But I know that's not like a, yeah, you know, What's the word? Um, it's not like a, a name brand venue or whatever, but the, no, you know, yeah. often towns will have a palladium. Anyways, yeah, I feel like Denton has always been killing it. They've always had like a really strong indie rock, emo, 
jazz scene as well, you know, because they have UNT, the college there, which like specializes in yeah. jazz or has a very famous jazz music program. Um, Dallas, I feel like has always sort of been the like pre-sale tickets, yeah. sort of like corporate vibe town. But from what I can tell now, you know, I'm pretty tapped out of the Dallas music scene, but it seems to be doing a lot better. I see a lot yeah. of young kids like starting bands. Yeah. Maybe that's like a COVID thing, but mm -hmm. it's cool. I, I'm happy for, for everyone out there. Like it, it seems like people are like involved. Yeah. And rest in peace, power trip based out of Denton. True. Yeah. Right outside of Dallas. Um, yeah. That's a pretty good music scene up there too, especially for like the harder hardcore bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so what was the first concert you remember going to? Uh, the first concert I went to was fallout boy. Yeah. That's what yep. I thought. It, which was great. It was um, at the Verizon Theater okay. in Arlington, I think. Arlington. Arlington, Texas. yep. I'm pretty sure. That's outside of Fort Worth, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's over like West-ish. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. Um, yeah, Fall Out Boy with... This is crazy. I feel like I've told you this a couple times. It's Fall Out Boy was supposed to be Metro Station, but oh, they couldn't ooh. make it, so 50 Cent played. Oh, which, yes. Insane. Weird, but yeah. yeah amazing. I, again, fucking multi-genre bill not complaining that would it. be insane i would love that yeah so we got fallout boy 50 cent um cobra starship oh my god the best all-time low hey monday <sighs> pretty stacked honestly oh I, I see i remember that now i do remember that yeah it was the believers never die tour 2009 and i think that didn't come to buffalo and i was so bummed i was like this is the perfect lineup what is going on it was pretty stacked it was definitely stacked um i one thing that i remember being like a, a young boy honestly i wasn't that young i was like 13 yeah um but it was the first concert i ever went to it was like mind-blowingly loud for like someone who had never been to a concert i was like yeah damn this is what shows are like loud yeah i was i was blown away so that was like folly at do area Mm -hmm. yep that was the, their tour for that album wow it was great yeah i just i i remember it i feel like well like i feel like i can remember like certain yeah. songs they played and like yeah. they came out in like suits and ties and like they <sighs> they played this sort of like video sketch before they came out where yeah. i guess they were like working like fall out boy was working in an office and got their asses kicked in the parking lot or something and then they came out with black eyes and you know wasn't that the video of i i don't care I feel like it was similar. Yeah, I think that the I don't care video had like maybe similarities, but this was like very specific okay. for the tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But it, it was hilarious and they kicked ass. Like I just remember being pretty blown away. Was that the album that got you into them? No. So Infinity on High was the first album that I heard from that band. Okay. Um, my friend Quinn showed me the Thanks for the Memories video oh, so good. featuring Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I was I was blown away. I was like, oh, yeah, this is fire. This it's is so super good. cool. Yeah, so that I was probably like also around like 12, 13 at that point. Yeah, I got into them with uh, From Under a Cork Tree. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm almost 100% positive Sugar Were Going Down was the video I saw. Yeah. And yeah, and then Dance Dance and a little a little less 16 Candles, a little more Touch Me. Mm -hmm. all, all those videos, it's it, back to the video discussion. I feel like that is what did it when when videos would play on MTV and you just would, would see a new band. Right. That's, that's how I got into like My Chemical Romance, Taking Back Sunday, Fall Out Boy, like all those bands. Yeah, videos just don't hold the same sort of like value anymore. Like obviously YouTube views do translate to some sort of, you know, oh yeah, um, like social currency still, like still a little bit. But I feel like when 
you know, when TV had when, value. When they're on TV, they're exactly. big. They're Which automatically big. Now, like, no one's watching MTV yeah. live. You know what no. I mean? Like, if something's on MTV, that kind of is not the same yeah. thing. Not even kind of. It is not the same thing whatsoever. But if, like, Hot Mulligan randomly was on MTV, too, you'd be like, okay, they're as big as Blink. <laughs> like, you would think sure. that as, as a kid, you'd be like... Oh, as a kid, yeah, They're definitely. fucking big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, the, the world of... Well, first of all, the music industry obviously is completely different, but the music video game is like a totally different thing. Yeah. No, it's it's cool though. Now, I, honestly, I like the fact that a lot of these like DIY filmmakers are able to go out there and make something for not even probably a couple grand. Mm -hmm. I feel like some of them do it for nothing actually and make really quality videos actually. Yeah. Like our, our buddy Ben from Head North, he's been killing it doing videos for like free throw. I mean, I can't even think. Um, who did he do? <laughs> he did free he did. free throw, Seaway. Seaway, yeah. I, uh, I know he did like he does a lot of album art as well. He did Boston Manor. Yes. Um, yep. I'm blanking on everything he's done, but he's done very so talented. He's doing Marigolds, his project he's doing. It's right. He's got a new album coming out, I think, in April. Oh. Very cool. Um, but yeah, no, the whole video game game or <laughs> video game, music video <laughs> game. Guitar hero. Yeah. It's just it's just popping off right now, but it's very very nice to see. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it because I feel like videos, and this has definitely been the case over like the internet era. Yeah, but TikTok, right? Yeah, music is obviously a huge part of it, but the visual is like the most essential thing that's happening. Yeah. So I feel like now, in a weird way, music videos are back yeah. because it's what people see. You know what I mean? Like. That's always kind of been the case, but I feel like there was definitely an era there where like no one was watching TV. We're on social media, but we're not really watching like yeah. entire music videos. You know what I mean? Like the value system has sort of like shifted a little bit. And TikTok's interesting because it's got that weird algorithm where like you can just be scrolling and just come across the most random shit. And it's just like it, it can be videos that don't even have hardly any views. And then that's how people get discovered. They just make some random video and you wake up the next day and your video's got like 10,000 views. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, it's great. It's interesting because it's it's good in some ways and, and bad in a lot of ways, of course. But yeah, like, yeah. I like the idea of a sort of like cream, the cream rises to the top. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like the best quality stuff is getting noticed. And the attention, yeah. In theory. But you know, I, I constantly see people sort of complaining about like, oh, the algorithm hates me. The algorithm is like, <laughs> isn't working for my content or whatever. So there's still sort of like a weird disconnect happening where, you know, I'm sure the algorithm isn't perfect, but when it, when it hits, it hits, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I feel like they generally, I, if I get sucked into a TikTok K hole, so to speak, I could literally, yeah. I could scroll forever because they keep showing me stuff. I pretty much enjoy even if I'm just like, ah, oh, I've seen this. I'm yeah. still scrolling. Yeah. I'm still going. Even if I'm pissed, I'm just like, ah. Oh. You're just like, no, this is this is my afternoon. I'm trapped. Yeah. Uh, I know Josh, our roommate, he she's on TikTok all day. He loves it. True. Um, but yeah, no, I've seen a lot of celebrities like talk shit on TikTok and then later down the line they're like, Oh, this is working for my brand. Like Andy Milnakis, for example, was not a fan. He thought it was mm. trash. And now I think 
that's one of his main main go-tos i think that makes sense for someone like him i feel yeah, like I, there's a lot of like nostalgia people on tiktok like yeah. that's a huge sort of like pull for a lot of celebrities where yeah. they're like hey remember me yeah. like steve from blues clues you know what i mean yeah. like people who just show up like hey remember me from 10 years ago and then people automatically sort of like and share that because they're like oh my yeah. god it's it's steve he's back and that, then, was, that was super awkward, honestly. I wasn't I wasn't huge on that. I mean, I, I love Steve from Blue's Clues, but yeah. that was just kind of a weird, like, why? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the why is truly just to, like, show everybody he's still okay. I'm sure it's a combo of, like, I, I don't want to speak to his intentions. Maybe he straight up was like, yeah, this will give some positivity into the world. But part of me is always sort of cynical and wants to, like, I kind of assume that he did it for some sort of like promotional or, purpose or financial reason. Monetary elevation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's likely. It's likely. Steve seems like a good guy. That'd be pretty sick. Is I've that had, his real name? I feel like it it's is. It's Steve. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That'd be pretty dope though if they did give him a lot of money for that. Cause I'm sure he was probably broke at this point. Well, either broke or I mean, he's doing the music thing, right? Right. Yeah. It seems like he, I, I don't know what else he does. That's what I'm you saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that's that's interesting. I haven't really thought about that. Like what he's been doing since Blue's Clues other than music. Like yeah. I assume the music doesn't pay the bills. No, but when that when that random Blue's Clues, like, hey, come back and show your face. We'll give you this. We'll give you all these interviews and convention appearances. Like that's all happening for him now. Just because you know, that happened. Maybe, maybe he's been doing that like okay. over the years. Maybe he's been doing like convention appearances. You I don't know, know I mean? though. I don't, I feel like I haven't seen him on like the circuit though. I mean, he might've mm. been, I mean, I'm not, I'm not super into it with like the comic cons and stuff, but that's probably where he would be. Right. That, that would make sense, honestly. Cause I feel like someone of his stature literally just throw on the striped shirt and people are lining oh, up. People already. are just having orgasms. <laughs> Actually, we need to find one of those. I would love one. An orgasm. No, 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 not an orgasm. The uh, green striped shirt from blues clues that Steve would wear. Yes. I would love one. I do love a good striped shirt. A good replica. Kick him in the fucking face. Absolutely. Thought that was the cat. Yeah. Ah, there you go. That's the blue one. Dark blue one. Got it. Oh, there's a couple. You need you need one that goes. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah. No, I mean, I can actually, I'll put it on the blue square too, though. I, I could have edited this. We, we can totally like for the next time we do one, we can like sync <laughs> all those buttons like every single time. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done it since the terror episode. But um, wait, can I do a quick timeout can i pee yes okay thank you you're good <laughs> what's up cool I, I washed my hands i swear welcome back how did how was it um you know a pretty light stream for the amount of fluids I've been drinking, I've been staying very hydrated recently. I've been trying to stay on top of my health. Good. For the pretty much the first time in years. I've been telling you. I know. They, dude, this is, you know, this is to go back to like the whole roommate dynamic. This is something that has been great about living with y'all. You guys are so healthy. Yeah. The two of you, like you go to the gym regularly. You, you run. Yeah. You, you walk dogs. Yeah, it, it's lit. It, it's very. It's like a constant reminder for me to like. Yeah, get off my lazy ass and do something. Sometimes though, I run myself rampant though. Like there, there is definitely a fine line between exercising and like being active and just making yourself mentally and physically exhausted. And I do that way too much. I mean, I feel like that's a good problem to have. Too much exercise, like it is, but you gotta you gotta have that good balance. I feel for like. sure. But no, it's cool. We all go to the gym now. A lot of times we go together. 
or sometimes. And, yeah, I uh, got a I got a gym membership, which is a huge accomplishment. Even just getting the membership, yeah, was like a, a life changing moment for me. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. did you ever do any school talent shows or battle of the bands as a kid? I definitely did a battle of the bands. We didn't really have like talent shows, so to speak. Uh, at my school but i did do a battle of the bands so that was like one of the first shows my like my band ever played actually was a battle of the bands no way yeah at a venue that no longer exists in dallas sadly what was it called it's called the door it was on weird i want to say main street in deep ellum (laughs) yeah just like always always held a special place in my heart for that very reason because you know it was one of the first shows one of the first shows we ever played we won literally won like i want to say seven hundred dollars what was the band called this was the happy all right. Oh, no way. Fun fact, tech not technically the only band I've ever been in, but like the only band I ever started. Weird. Like okay. I the only and the only band I ever like played shows with. Yeah. Right. So literally this band has been around since 2011. They gave you $700 cash. I'm pretty sure it was cash, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how old did you say you were? I was like 15. Wow. Yep. I'd be freaking out. I dude, it's weird. I feel like when I was really young, doing like music stuff on stage or performing whatever it was was weirdly not scary at all to me like i was like it was almost like a release for me it was like a place for me to be myself whereas now like the older i get the more kind of like self-conscious i become you know when i was really young i just had this youthful ignorance of like yeah let's let's go play a show who cares yeah you know if anything i thought it was was the first thing i had in my life that like made me feel cool you know i didn't have like uh, like I, I didn't have an outlet, I guess, or yeah. like, you know, I wasn't on like a sports team or, you know, I didn't have like a thing. Yeah. And then the second I found music, I was like, oh my God, like, am I allowed to have a thing? Is this, oh, is this okay? Did you never do sports? Like even as like a, like a little kid did like little league baseball or anything? Yeah. Like I did, you know, soccer and like oh, okay. T-ball. And I think I did baseball too for a couple of years. And okay. I really wanted to play basketball. Like that was something I was super into, but just bad at, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm just not an athlete inherently. And that's something I had to accept, you know, over the years. Yeah. I did but, basketball for like five years. I, I would constantly like get elbowed elbowed and stuff though like mm. in the face and and like <laughs> i would jam my finger dude that sucks you ever jammed your finger playing oh, yeah. basketball yeah, of course fuck um it stays like that for days sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no that's that was like my favorite sport to play was basketball that then baseball yeah i did that for a bunch of years did Classic. you ever did you ever do any like running like cross country not like thing? formally no i wasn't no. on like a team or anything no. I've always been like into running as sort of like, I feel like if someone's like, Hey, like, let's go around, pick an exercise or yeah. yeah. Like, what do you want to do? I either want to like run or bike. You know what I mean? I want to be in motion. Did your school do the mile? We did. We did like, like everyone runs a mile on the same day and you're yeah. all like timing it and stuff. Yeah. I actually remember whenever we did that, I was really proud of myself. I did like a six and a half minute mile at that. Like whenever that took place. Yeah. And I felt really good about myself. I was like, yeah, I thought I was like, that is pretty not, damn good. <laughs> I was like, I thought I like was going to pass out. <laughs> That's funny. Were you hydrated? I honestly don't remember. This was probably like, <laughs> I want to say in like sixth grade or something. <laughs> yeah. I actually love doing those. Um, I remember, I remember you have like kids in your class that would like walk a lot of my, my kids of course, in my class yeah. would walk. Honestly, I became one of those kids. There was a time where I was like, if I stop trying, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Everyone's going to make fun of me. But eventually I was like, 
you know what? I'm a walker. Yeah. I'm not built for this. I'm going to walk. Dude, my gym teachers would get so mad. They'd be like screaming. I'm like, run now. <laughs> Bebleton. <laughs> no, not, not at me. I was always doing the right thing. Oh, good. I remember, you know what's weird? I was thinking about this recently when they were like so pushy about kids having to get like in swim trunks and jump in the pool. We didn't have a pool at my school, so I don't, I didn't have that oh, exact experience. My God. Like that almost is like a me too situation. <laughs> like, like I feel like, like who's going to tell somebody they have to go swimming. Like if they don't want to, that seems crazy to me. True. Yeah. And so like, like, especially for like, like a little fat kid or something, you're just like, like you, you feel like you're going to get body shamed by everybody in class. Like, I totally understand why you don't want to do that. And they, they would force kids. Like, they would right. be like, you're either going to the pool or I am writing a note home. That, that's pretty weird, too. I feel like swimming isn't something that everyone knows how to do or no. is on the same sort of comfort level with, especially with the whole, like, having to be shirtless thing yeah. as a young boy. That is kind of messed up, honestly. Yeah, no, it was super weird. Wow. Um, <laughs> this got dark. Um <laughs> oh man so let's see where we are so how did the happy all right form then like where did the name come from so this is this is a an age-old question people always ask this and my answer is terrible so i'm sorry in advance yeah so the name i'll start with the name story okay um the name was literally just like on a list of names that me and my two friends who were in the band at the time, like the full name, the happy. All right. Which is the happy. On, all right. On the list. Yeah. Literally. Like I want to say that's a name I came up with, but I'm not sure me, Brad, our drummer at the time and Quinn, our bass player at the time, we all just like wrote down as many names as we could think of and then compiled them all into a list. Yeah. You know, we're all children. So we're all just like, this, yeah. this is how you come up with a band name yeah. when you're that age. Um, and we basically just, we literally just voted. We were just like, okay, whichever one gets the most, like, you know, the most tally marks or whatever is the one we're going with. But don't you naturally vote for your own? <laughs> you would think, you would think, yeah. yeah. So assuming it was mine, I probably did that. Yeah. Um, but what ended up happening is, I think it was like a system where we could either like vote them off or like, you know, it was like a you only vote for the ones you like. I yeah, I don't know, I don't remember. But I, what I remember happening is that the name was like the mutually most like middle voted on yeah because like some people had voted a lot i i feel like there must have been a point system yeah. in any case we ended up with that name basically okay. um and the the band formed i want to say as a result of me asking quinn if he could play bass yeah I was straight up just like hey like he played guitar at this point in his life but he didn't play bass as far as i'm aware and i was just like hey i want to start a band like can you learn bass basically yeah. and he was just like sure like yeah let's go That's we're sick. both like 14 at the time just like Damn. let's do it like we've been best friends since we were like five so straight yeah. up it was just like so natural you know and uh brad this is crazy like looking back he was like i want to say 12 or 13 when this band started like he was a yeah. literal child yeah and he just like to this day is the best drummer i know like and really? have ever met yeah he's no insanely way. talented um just like a really really good drummer like he's real tight not even that like he's he's almost like he's almost like loose like he's very very musically inherent he's very musical inherently he's um, in tune yeah just with himself and with music and that's cool he yeah he's a great jazz drummer a great performer like wow. a 
really, really awesome performer. Just, yeah, I, I could hype him up for days. Like, he's super, super talented. He understands the craft. Yes, absolutely. Were you typically happy as a kid or were you just all right? <laughs> How many people have asked you that? People don't really ask about, like, as a kid specifically, but I often will get, like, or, like, back in the day, I used to get, like, happy, all right, birthday, you know, on my birthday. Or, like, oh wow, are you really happy, all right? That's like, great. junk playing that. It, it is cringe, frankly. It's yeah. like, you know, it's over time has become like the worst part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I feel like you just kind of sign yourself up for that. Whenever you name your band yeah. anything, people are just going to find a way to make a pun out of it. Canoe Pook. Yeah. Or, or yeah. <laughs> like whatever it is, like, you know. Yeah. Are you, are, are your Zeppelins really lead? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are, it, is your not, is your not really slip? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Painfully. I always thought Neck Deep was kind of a weird name. I know, I know they named it after like Title Fight or whatever, but it just sounds like super sexual, <laughs> at least in my opinion. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's just like a turn of phrase. Like your it neck, is. neck deep or elbow deep in something, which makes, also sounds bad, but it just makes me laugh. Gives knee me, deep. Gives me a giggle. <laughs> gives me a giggle. Good. Um, so like, what was the first Happy All Right show like? So the first show we ever played was, again, like all, all of our like OG sort of stories are like from literal childhood. Yeah. Um, the first show we ever played was at Brad's parents' house. Ooh. It was his mom's birthday. They had like a sort of like outdoor deck swimming pool situation. And yeah, we just like set up on the deck, played a show for like his mom's friends. Okay, so she was and, cool like, with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like his parents we're always like super support. All of our parents were like super supportive and like very like, you know, excited about the prospect of us playing shows and like being yeah. a band and everything like that. But yeah, it was straight up like a show for our, essentially our parents and their friends. Oh, we just sick. played like a bunch of covers. Like we had maybe like a handful of originals at the time, but like mostly just like we were yeah. learning classic rock covers and green day covers and show. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of blink as well. No, I was gonna tell you earlier. I did. I did like a talent show too in like oh, nice. in like middle school. Yeah. And believe it or not, I played drums, and it was sort of random for me. But I did drums, and I remember we covered "Swing Swing" by the All American Rejects. Oh, classic! And that was Great. fun. That was that was a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you have like a drum kit, or was it like the school's kit or something? I think it was just one of the kids that I was playing with. Cause we, we practiced in his garage. I remember that. Nice. And his dad was like a musician or something. So he's the one who had all the equipment. Oh, cool. And it was him and his brother. It was like a brother situation. Yeah. And they were like, one of them played bass, one of them played guitar and they both were like singing and mm. they were bad. I, I, I remember that. Like they were both real bad and I felt bad because uh, I'm just on the drums banging away. Um, but they just were like so out of out of key. It was like sixth grade though. Like who cares? Like no one cares. Right. Yeah. It was just. It was just. I. I felt bad because they were, they were trying so hard. <laughs> Even at that age, you were just like, uh, I'm just embarrassed. Like, like they're try. Like they have the heart, but they don't have the right key. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's actually a recording of the talent show. That's what That's y'all it. played. That's it. <laughs> that was supposed to be Swing Swing by All American Rejects, believe it or not. Yeah, Scott was there. He just was like, fuck this shit. I'm, just, I'm stealing the mic now. 
um he won the talent show that year <laughs> no but i do remember there were like a bunch of girls that were sitting in the back and they mm-hmm. were like we love you Callan." like in the very middle of like the set and that was super sick that was like dude of, yeah that was like the first time i think i ever played in front of anybody for anything that would have kept me going for years yeah even just that i would have been like i'm i'm set for life dude because i was so worried because like i'm not even trying to roast like the other people that i was playing with but they were like it just us together just did not sound good and the whole time i was like dude people are gonna make fun of me tomorrow but dude they they loved it and then yeah when the, the girl said that was that's like, great made my night and my dad was in the audience and he told me about that after he was like yo did you hear those girls like like say they love you Aww. like in the middle of your set i'm like yeah that was sick wasn't it See, that's that's so cool that's like uh, it's such a yeah know, such a like fun thing to like look back on you know yeah just playing a show with your friends at school you know the kid other kids were excited about it like yeah, people said I was pretty tight playing. I don't remember being super tight. I just remember people being like, yeah, you, you're pretty good. I was like shocked because I, I feel like we didn't get enough practice in or something. But mm. I, I guess those songs weren't that hard. Um, So let's see here. Take us through some of the recording processes that led to the several releases you guys put out. How did these experiences help the band grow? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, Well, I mean, like the first couple of things we recorded were with essentially like they were through the place where I took guitar lessons it's sort of hard to explain like they some of the teachers there also like knew how to like record stuff and like some kids would form bands and like record with the teachers and stuff like that so like the first couple of things we did as a band when we were like super young were like with some of these teachers as producers and engineers basically yeah so other than that, we started like essentially tracking, you know, starting to track like more like serious releases or whatever. Yeah. With like, I think the the first thing that I guess I would consider like our first sort of like real attempt was this EP, which isn't even on the internet anymore at this point, but it was with a guy who was like in another band. Yeah. Um, it was an EP called Esperando, which is like just I'm pretty sure not even on Bandcamp at this point. Okay, so that's not the one that's on Spotify. Yeah, Vacancies is like the oldest one on Spotify. 2016. Yep, yep. Um, But yeah, so like we just sort of started like tracking with like people who basically we heard around the block were good at recording stuff. Like we literally had no idea. We just were told like, oh, go shop around. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like we we basically were just like trying to write cool songs like yeah honestly in like 2015 we were just like oh the story so far is cool and yeah. like oh like, knuckle pucks oh. popping off exactly said it came out yeah <laughs> oh my god knuckle puck was a big one for us in like for vacancies honestly like vacancies yeah. that was very like what so that was 2016 so yeah like 2015 knuckle puck like a, a big one for me too like it's not really super turn parents in the music no good guess <laughs> front bottoms for sure like huge oh like, yeah that was a good one talent of the hawk like definitely changed my life oh i thought you were era. gonna take the i thought you were gonna say the one from 2015 what was that no um yeah back on top back so on that, top. that had like just come out so I, I was still sort of like hyped on talent of the hawk but also loved that album i love that i love that one um Help. but yeah like <laughs> yeah it's so good um <laughs> but yeah we just sort of started like you know we worked with like a different producer on pretty much every record we did vacancies with michael briggs and denton just who's a super gifted producer and recording engineer he's like still out there killing it like yeah recording legendary eps with denton bands constantly like he's great at what he does um shout out civil audio 
I have a mug of his actually. In, in oh, the green one? Right no, it's like a white one with like a gray logo. Okay, on it. I know. Also, it's you later, but yeah. Yeah, civil. Um, and then we did Run Home, our 2018 EP with um, Seth Henderson at ABG, which is in like, I don't remember the town, but it's a suburb of like Chicago. It's sort of like towards Indiana, I think. Really? I'm really bad with sort of like Midwestern geography. Yeah. But didn't know you went out there for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, still sort of really hyped about Knuckle Puck and adjacent bands. Cause he, you know, he did, a, yeah. he did Copacetic. He did a lot of their records. I got um, a home safe vibe from that one. A little yeah. Bit. That was, that had just come out. Um, I think home safe was sort of like just hitting the scene around that time, which yeah. for us, for me and Jonathan, the other guy who sang, on that record there was like kind of a dual vocal thing yeah which home safe did you know like Super that was cool. a huge sort of like inspiration for us as well around that time i think like who else i remember being really into like oasis and like man overboard throughout like all of this was like yeah. a, a band that i really really loved honestly pride, pride mobo um yeah modern baseball for sure was like huge for me yeah man, man overboard was one more that like when Run Home came out, I was like revisiting. Really? At that point, I was okay. like kind of like over, over that kind of music. I wasn't really like super deep into pop punk anymore. But yeah. my the rest of my band hadn't heard uh, Real Talk, which is like the, I uh, believe like the first album by Man Overboard. Yeah, and we sort of like <laughs> it was weird because like I feel like when we were working on Run Home, we weren't trying to make pop punk music. But we were still sort of like listening to like some of that stuff. We were listening yeah. to a lot of like Oasis, a lot of like basically rock music, just like rock and then some emo, some pop punk. Is Real Talk the one with Montrose on it? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember that being like a really like exciting, wholesome time. Like we all were really, really hype about the band. We yeah. like were so hype about all of our songs. Like, yeah, it was just like a very positive sort of experience. I feel like that was the first time we felt like, wow, we're like really doing this. Like we drove to another state to make a record. Yeah. We like, we like practiced the songs a bunch, you know, like yeah. we like worked our asses off to make it happen, essentially. Like that was like definitely sort of like the most hype. Yeah. Um, to make a record. And that, that EP we is some of the, some of the tightest stuff you guys put out. I thought that was great. Thank you. Love yeah. letter. Yeah. No, I, I love that song. Like I'm still you know very proud of the stuff that we did around that era yeah that's literally like your alarm clock every day I, like every, every day i wake <laughs> up that's what plays and i'm I just also like listen to it to like go to sleep <laughs> actually if i don't have it i actually cry dude he's got it rigged in the fridge like whenever you open the fridge to get food low leather literally plays it's crazy it's insane um but yeah sweet what's the song sweet tea bitter me sweet tea bitter me i like true. that one what's the last track uh spin, spin. yeah spin and yeah that's a good one Thanks, man. And that was 2016, 18, 18. It came out in 2018. Yeah. But it was yeah. mostly written in 2017. Yeah. And what was the inspiration behind the art on that one? That's a good question. I know we had a lot of sort of debate as to like how to yeah. um, like, I guess, artistically direct it. Yeah. Basically, I think you've, you've met Sophie a couple of times, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So Sophie Padilla was our manager at the time and she basically like, um, designed or like did the layout for the ep yeah, that's cool uh this photographer um who lives out here now i believe she did like all those pictures they mm -hmm. were all sort of like we had this like mood board going for it like 
I don't even really remember, but I know we there had to be shoes. Had to be shoes sure. and like oranges. Yeah, f- fruit for some reason was a theme around that era. Not yeah. sure why. It still is. Water Parks has like an album with the fucking orange. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why we were very into citrus around Run Home. Really, can't, I can't explain it, but Hilarious. we just thought it was cute. Uh, we, we had a T-shirt with <laughs> an orange cute. on it too. It is pretty cute. Thanks. <laughs> that was cute too. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. And what was that? The most recent one you guys put out? It was "Thank You Very Much." Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, all still on Spotify, by the way. So just because mm-hmm. they broke up doesn't mean the music goes away. It's there forever. So go sure. check, go check it out, please. Um, so let's see here. Did you guys all write the music together in the same room, or did, did like each of you bring each other ideas to piece the puzzle together? It was kind of different around every era. We had a lot of sort of like member changes, like over the course of the band. Yeah um so generally a lot of the songs were written like primarily by me and then brought to the band and yeah. then it sort of became like a band song like we would figure yeah. out like everyone would write their own parts like drums and then they were like oh we gotta rewrite this yeah, so, like, <laughs> we're gonna have to make some changes <laughs> Just um but yeah like pre- pretty much that was like mostly how the process went i feel like the most collaborative was probably like vacancies and then run home too. actually run home was very much like in the room, like four guys writing songs. That's, you cool. know what I mean? That's the way to do it. Oh yeah. Like that, that's the thing is like, I love writing songs as a band, but I also have a very, like, I have an itch that I need to scratch yeah. to write songs on, you know, at home. Like I do that so much and that's, yeah, that's just kind of who I've always been. And it's sometimes shitty when there's too many chefs in the kitchen, like especially if, I, right. I, I always get worried, like if, if like I'm doing like a group project in school and like, sure, the other yeah. people are just, you know, spooning in stuff that's just not going to make the end product good. And you're, you, you know, right away, you're like, this is not going to be good. Right. There's, there's pros and cons to both approaches. Yeah. How does that work within a band? Like, I'm curious, like when you're writing something, like what if somebody suggests like a line in your mind, you're like, that sucks. Mm. What do you do? I find that the best approach is to just always sort of shoot for better. Okay. Right. So whether or not that's like, because, you know, when you're like in a writing situation, whether it's like music or a screenplay or like whatever it is, you know, when you're with someone else, when um, what you're working on just hits and everyone in the room goes, Oh shit. Yeah. I feel like whether or not you're criticizing someone, a good thing to say is like, I think we could still make this better. Yeah. Challenge the thought process. Exactly. Because chances are like, I feel like the, what I've, what I've learned and what I've realized over the years, especially from writing like a lot by myself and being a very insular person is chances are you are wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. as much as like, you know, you want to hype yourself up and just be like, yeah, I, this is the best idea. And I, I do that a lot, you know, in groups, group writing sessions as well. But yeah. like, I feel like it's good to always just be like, just to be aiming for the best possible outcome for the song, you know, prioritize yeah. the song itself. Yeah. Don't prioritize your ego or your idea Absolutely. or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's easy to do that. And it's easy for like tempers to get flared or like a pe- like feelings to get hurt because yeah. like, writing songs is so personal you know like it's it very easy to like you know it's a touchy subject it is and it's like you know writing songs also is cringe you yeah. know when you're like suggesting a lyric and someone goes that's bad oof 
That hurts. Like, that hurts, you know, <laughs> or like, how about this melody, you know, like singing and words like that is so personal. That's like coming out of you. Do people you know? say it like that? That's bad. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I, it depends on the person. Like, honestly, some people are like, you know, better at sort of tiptoeing around saying something sucks <laughs> than others. I've definitely been on both sides of that. Like, I'm sometimes not super like yeah. gentle. And sometimes, you know, I'm like, okay, tiptoeing around it. That's but so funny. most importantly, like, I think it's good to just sort of aim for the best possible end product. Yeah. And just prioritize, prioritize the song. You know, like, I think you all know when something is like gonna hit yeah you know what i mean like when everyone is reacting a certain way like you know that feeling in the room when everyone's absolutely like, like hype on something like, i feel like that's it. what you should be chasing absolutely yeah i know you said your dad toured with you guys a bit on the road yes was that an awkward situation or was it a nice family bonding experience um i mean you know it was a nice family bonding experience for sure this was like around 2015 um so that guy brad who i mentioned earlier was still our drummer yeah at the time and he was like, like I was saying, a couple years younger than us. So yeah. his parents didn't want him going on the road without someone who was an adult. Uh. I don't think any of us were. Mason was maybe like 18 at the time. I was probably yeah. 17. Yeah, We're all pretty young. But his parents didn't want him going on the road without a parent. So my dad came along. Yeah. Who, not only is he just like a great hang, he's also yeah. a great photographer. And he's, so that sort of was like, did you have to ask him? Do you have to be like, hey, dad, come, come with us on tour? I mean, it was a combination of like me asking him and, you know, Brad's parents sort of being like, hey, this isn't going to happen unless like you have a parent with you. <laughs> yeah, his, his parents were like, yeah, we're not coming, but yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you need to step the fuck up. I mean, yeah, I'm not by no means am I throwing <laughs> Brad's parents under the bus because they're so, they're amazing people. Yeah, I'm just fucking around. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know. It was like it was interesting because, you know, when you're on tour, you kind of want to like be on tour. You don't want to be yeah. hanging out necessarily with your family yeah. the whole time like especially yeah. like you know at that age i was like living at no i think i was actually in college so i might have actually been in a dorm okay i'm pretty sure but your dad came and did like photography and stuff mm -hmm. yeah he was like taking pictures that's sick which yeah honestly it was dope like looking back on it it's like i'm so grateful to have a dad who's like super supportive yeah. and then also like a dope ass photographer like yeah like at the time, you know, there was definitely like a vibe where like I would go to a show and be like, oh, by the way, this is my dad. Like, <laughs> you know, just like introducing him to people. It's like you it, feel embarrassed because you're like, you know, in a bit you're touring, you're in a band. Yeah. You want to like do band shit. Yeah. But looking back on it, I'm just like, who cares? I'm more grateful than anything. Like, yeah, he's just cool and supportive. Yeah, no, yeah it's a cool memory to have. Was he on stage when you would like introduce him? <laughs> on the no, side yeah. of the stage and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen my dad yeah no no he i just mean to like other people you know like oh, he meet on the road and stuff like yeah. that um yeah but yeah it's crazy like even at that time we didn't own a van so we had to like rent a van you know and he <laughs> helped out with the driving which is cool and renting it as well like <laughs> it's like all right boys i guess you gotta use my credit card <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and that's cool you know like he he was like supportive financially in that way as well like that's helping sick. like rent a vehicle for a tour which not, we were not equipped for whatsoever there's nothing better than having supportive parents especially when you're trying to do creative stuff like music or film like you know and not not every kid gets that so you got to feel blessed when you have the parent that's like into it and they're like oh man like maybe this isn't what i want i want my kid to do in his future but i'm supportive of it for sure i feel like that's that's something that people often forget is that even the ability to just like pursue something creative is a privilege yeah like for real 
it takes a lot of extra time and money for sure, especially music, because there's like equipment, there is travel, there's, yeah, just like it is, it is a financially, it's like a fiscally irresponsible career path. You know what I mean? So it truly like does demand a little bit of um, privilege. And then also just sort of like, I don't know, you have to, you have to be someone who is like literally positioned in life to be able to pursue that. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, they they take the risk and that's because that's all they have. Yeah. You know, like even like I've been watching the Kanye documentary. I know I'm pretty sure you've seen the whole thing, right? No, I actually I still have only seen the first part. I watched most of the second part last night and it's really good. But yeah, that's just he strikes me as someone who needs it. Yeah. He that's why he's going for it. He needs it. You know, what are your thoughts on all that going on right now with uh, the Pete Davidson stuff? I I'm sort of not super online at the moment so i don't know the full story it's pretty funny it seems from what i can tell yeah like a publicity stunt yeah yeah. i don't know for sure but it's just a little like (laughs) convenient that his movie and his album are coming at the same coming out at the same time as all of this like hullabaloo around you know yeah pete and cam and everything it's just funny i don't know yeah what, what do you think no, I don't know. I just think it's funny because it's just, it seems like there's almost like death death threats against Pete almost or, or some mm-hmm. some crazy shit going on. And he's just like he's he's walking around with like a Kim impersonator. Oh, yeah. I saw something about that. That's pretty funny. Honestly, even even if he is crazy or, or not like that is funny. Wait, I, it was Kanye was walking around with someone who looks, <laughs> yeah. looks like Kim Kardashian. Yes, like striking image. Yeah. Gotcha. And so people are taking pictures of him and like posting on TMZ, like, oh wow, Kanye walking around with a lookalike. Is that someone he's like in a relationship with, or is that meant to oh, be like that's a stab at Kim? Oh, okay. That gotcha. is totally like a yeah. Interesting. Like, so just a big joke, basically. Yeah, they're all of them are Interesting. <laughs> so over the top. Like, I don't even know what to think anymore. Yeah. Pete Davidson, too. I just like, I, I can't trust him. Like, I, I think he's, he seems like a cool guy. He seems like yeah. a, you know, a somewhat respectable gentleman. But he's always sort of like adjacent to these A-list celebrities. Yeah. Sort of ending up in relationships at very, like, seemingly convenient times. Did he date? Uh, what's her face? Uh, what's the girl? Starts with an A. Ariana Grande. Yeah. That was a thing, right? That was a thing. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, he is like hitting all the all the big ones. Um so back to it. The music videos you mm-hmm. guys put out were yes. all honestly a lot of fun. Very DIY style for the first couple of videos, but still yeah, a good thanks, time. Man. Um, how were those to do? They were good. Um, so for run home which those I feel like as far as I'm aware are like oldest videos on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Um, Loathe letter. They're, they're all super DIY, like truly like made for as little money as possible. Like pretty much every video we've ever made has been made for as little money as possible. Yeah, of course. Um, The Loathe letter video was shot in like a church attic. The dude who shot that video and the up and down video, Travis Beverly, super gifted oh yeah filmmaker like uh, just a a master of cinematography a fantastic director like yeah. also just probably one of the nicest most generous people i've ever met like truly such a supportive good friend yeah um yeah he's just a pro um i f- 
Go ahead. How, how did he do the up and down video? Because I'm curious, like how he did that with the, the spinning. And right. The that flipping. that shit's actually super impressive. Is that all editing um, or did he actually flip the fucking the camera, camera actually rotated? OK, 360. So, yeah, I guess just like to for some context with his like. Grind with the other video, uh, Loathe Letter, that one was like very, very like. He was sort of like a little fresher, you know, I think he was just as far as I know, he had done some music videos. Sort yeah. Of, I think worked for that church and like shot their services or something. I don't even know, but I yeah. think he, I believe he worked there at the time. And yeah, we just sort of like bought balloons, bought backdrops and pretended to play the song, you know, yeah. like did a music video, shot the sweet tea video ourselves in a pool, literally just like, that's one where you're no, like playing acoustic, right? Mm, yeah. And it's sort of just like cutting between a bunch of like friends and stuff like very <laughs> wholesome, hot as fuck. Also just yeah. like the hottest day imaginable really um in a drained pool that was very mobo style oh, thanks yeah yeah it felt like it just the way it was shot that's cool that yeah was cool that was that was like fully just like done ourselves there was no director yeah. we literally just had our own camera and yeah. just you know shot a bunch of long takes and cut them together or whatever yeah. the up and down one um i don't even know like the name of, i don't know any of the technical terms or like the name of the equipment used yeah. but travis had some sort of dolly set up right okay. with the camera on it like obviously it's pushing in yeah that's as much as i know technically it was like a black magic or something something yeah, yeah something that rotates a lot yeah basically like he and i sort of like had a little like brainstorming session yeah and the one thing that i knew was that i wanted the camera to rotate 360 degrees okay. i was like that's going to be really cool that i feel like it fits the concept of the yeah. song you know it's sort of about just generic anxiety yeah. and sort of you know the, the, the like um but he he mapped out the whole thing he's sort of like he's really a fantastic producer as well yeah. he's like really great at planning things and sort of orchestrating shoots yeah and yeah he just he just killed it he um Tested he knew exactly waters. how to handle it we uh we built the set this was actually shot in Faith's garage, funnily enough. The whole thing? Yeah, oh, wow. We, we built the set like from scratch in their garage. <laughs> wow. So all of that is like, it's back to like, it's kind of crazy. They were building a home studio at the time in the garage. And so fortunately, there were walls already yeah. set up. Yeah. So basically, we used those walls to build this sort of like room that the video takes place in. Well, technically, there are two rooms. There's a blue room and an orange room. So okay. essentially, we, we did the orange room first shot all of the orange shots tore it down built the blue room oh shot all of that i believe it was like two days like one for each color yeah. basically and yeah it was just it was crazy that was like easily the most fun i've ever had like doing a music video like yeah i feel like all of us put in every ounce of sweat and blood yeah. and tears that we had and swagger mostly swag yeah. honestly if i if i had to say no nah, you were styling in that video the Thank little you. outfit you had on you you must have swag did that, you have like a hawaiian shirt on or something we had some kind of funny shirt on yeah i i have like this button-up shirt it's like somewhere between tie-dye and hawaiian yeah it doesn't have like floral on it but yeah. it, it has a very sort of like printed tie-dye adjacent aesthetic do you have that um, shirt here or it's, that it's in the closet right now that's funny um yeah i don't really wear it too much but for the video and for the color like palette specifically that was it like fit. that yeah. was the move for sure yeah yeah we were very like that was one thing that was very important with the whole like branding of that era was the yeah. colors like orange and blue had to be what went down for now the they, EPR they pop for the out video. they pop out and it looks good so 
what exactly brought upon the band's disbanding? <laughs> now I'm fucked. We're All off right. the rails. We're off the rails. What exactly brought upon the band's disbandment? The band's disband dis- the band's disbandment. Did I say that right? Disbandment. You did. Um, I didn't. But I mean, kind of a series of things. Um, a big part of it was that I wanted to move. Yeah. Um, another big part of it was Mason, our bassist at the time. He uh, he kind of wanted to sort of like move on to other career prospects. Essentially, yeah. like he works in computer science now. He's like a really great coder. Oh, dope. Um, yeah, it was sort of just like uh, kind of like I have been saying this whole time. I've been in this. I had been in this band for a decade. Yeah, basically, and not only that, you know, I wanted to move. I wanted to sort of branch out. I wanted to try new things. Yeah. It was kind of just time. Um, yeah, honestly, it's kind of hard to explain, but a combination of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, it was a really good ride though. I mean, you guys were out. I mean, how many years was that? Like, I want to say 10. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. More than I even thought. Um, so since stepping away from the band, you've been, you've been started working on like the producing side a lot more and songwriting with other artists. How rewarding has that been? That's been really cool. Um, that is something I had never really dabbled in before. Like yeah. production, first of all, like I've had GarageBand for a long time and yeah. I had always sort of like self-recorded demos and stuff like that. Um, but production just as like an art form, I had never really dabbled in, honestly, until like 2019. Yeah. That's when I feel like I started sort of like writing yeah. on the computer, basically. Like yeah. I started using that as like a primary instrument so to speak. And how did you learn all that? Is that from YouTube tutorials or people showing you? Combination of both of those. Honestly, mostly trial and error, just like because I've literally used GarageBand since I was like I want to say 15. Okay. So, I moved on to Logic, which is basically like the, you know, big boy version of GarageBand essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's also the Apple, you know, da. Yeah. Um yeah, I just had spent a lot of time on GarageBand, so I was very familiar with like the interface. It's pretty much the same thing just with a couple more features basically. And yeah, in terms of like, you know, producing for other people and writing with other people, like that has been extremely rewarding. Um, yeah, I had never really written a song for someone else. I'd never really written with someone who I wasn't in a like specific band with. Yeah. Like um, I worked with Faith from Pennyboard, who we were talking yeah. about earlier. Um, we wrote a song called Gemini, which I'm super proud of. Like, honestly, it's really good. Um, it seems like all of Faith's fans really like it as well, which yeah. is sick. Um, so yeah, that's just like create a kind of a crazy thing, like seeing someone else's world be affected by a song that you wrote with them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Gemini is a bop. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love that song. Honestly. Gemini. Exactly. That's how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, and then I worked on an EP for another band for the first time last year, which was super fun. Yep. And now I've I find myself doing that kind of work like more often. It it's super fulfilling. You had Doug from Bearings over here at one point. You had Tyson from Crooked Teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex from Life Lessons. But I think he was just kind of staying over. He was just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. You had a lot of cool people come over, though. It's been pretty cool to see. Thank you. Yeah. The no. grind has been real. The grind stays real. It never stops. It does not stop. 
and lately in the last couple couple weeks you've been working on cam stuff for his show that's coming up right yeah so we've been working on it's it's a musical so basically yeah. it has songs naturally yeah <laughs> exactly so we've been producing essentially like the backing tracks that's for those sick. songs so he's performing um you know over the songs are there any yeah i was gonna say there's they're like straight instrumentals kind of situation they are we finished all the instrumentals but now we're sort of working on like stingers so the the stuff that we were doing today that yeah. I'm not sure if you were here when we were tracking them. Yeah, I don't think I was. He was doing like there's a few things that will play in the background with his vocals that he uh, won't be like singing over. Basically, I do so. remember like a couple weeks ago you were recording some funny stuff where you're just making like noises. Hmm. And I don't know if that was for that or for something else, but it was probably funny. honestly for the last month we've been only working on this show. Yeah, like every you know second of our time has been dedicated towards it. That's incredible. Honestly, commend you for that. Thanks. I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out. I know, I'm bummed it sold out, dude. I was literally going to get a ticket. I, I mean, I didn't think it would sell out, though. I mean, yeah, I, these things right? usually don't. I mean, that's pretty incredible, honestly. It really is. Yeah, I, I was also shocked. And I, th I think he is, too. But I'm sure he could, like, maybe, like, comp you a ticket. Like, we can we can talk to him and see what's up. Yeah, I'm sure he, like, better. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or I'm coming in. <laughs> Both can be great. Both can be disgusting. So. No time for <laughs> Scott Vogel is going to hate this. <laughs> um, anyways, so, 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 in what ways would you say you've grown as a songwriter since being in the band? Um, I mean, that's, that's a good question. I feel like, I guess, just being more in tune about how to just learn new things and, I don't know, take certain things with a grain of salt when they don't work out and then try something else. I mean, that that's definitely been a big part of my experience over the last 10 years, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, everything is like a learning process. I feel like every single day I'm thinking about songwriting differently. And I have been for, you know, the last 13 years of my life. Yeah. I feel like every day I wake up and I'm like, do I know how to write a song? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm constantly learning new things, constantly yeah. sort of like thinking about it differently. And more than anything, too, I feel like I'm like. It, it's almost like a school of hard knocks sort of situation where like yeah. you do really like end up having to like rethink a lot of things, you know, <laughs> I feel like one thing that I. Um, one thing that's crazy to look back on, I guess, is like I was scrolling through my iPhone notes the other day. Oh, dangerous, dude. The amount of unused songs so much is crazy to think about. Just lyrics that you wrote. Yeah, lyrics, yeah. even yeah. just like recorded songs too, like okay, notebooks. Yeah. Hundreds. Do you do the voice memo thing? Do you ever like just sit in your car and oh. you're like, oh, I'll, I'll play some <laughs> random stuff right now. Oh my God. I can't podcast. wait. Let's see. I've I'll just scroll. My shit really would be embarrassing. Back. Let me just show you how many are just on here. Do you title them? I Not title mine. Cloud. I title most of them, but a lot of them are just like the address of whatever location I was at. Well, wow, you got a lot of storage in there. Yeah, this this thing's going going strong. This one says, <laughs> "Wow, these are all downloading. They're so far back, I can't even play them." But yeah, basically, I use voice memos all the time. Do you ever do like a moan, like, "Ugh"? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this is from July eleventh, twenty nineteen. It's literally just my address, my home address. Do you remember what this one is? Nope. I'm oh, just gonna play whatever what if it's this is. Real bad. Yeah, it could be super embarrassing. That's, that's pretty sick. 
dope, dope. But I want to hear your voice. Oh my god, play one yeah. Of, play one of your awkward, like I'm sure in there's... the car singing voice, dude. There's a lot of those. I want to hear. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. That's the and that's the thing. Like reflecting on these, or reflecting on like just like the amount of time I've spent writing songs in my life. So much of it is cringe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 90% of it is cringe. Yeah. So this <laughs> this one has a name. It says, wear me out. So I assume there's going to be vocals. Oh, my God. I assume it's going to be super embarrassing as well. And um, this is August 27th. Uh, sorry, August 27th, 2019. Wear me out. Here we go. Will you wear me out? <laughs> Sounds like I am in a car. Truly nonsense. Back when you were doing jazz, it kind it almost sounds like Panic at the Disco in like a really embarrassing way. Yeah, but yeah, I dude, I feel like (laughs) there's so many. There's probably so much like terrible stuff. Like that's the thing is like I feel like most of writing songs, yeah, is like you know writing down something not bad yeah but something that you just need to get out so you can eventually end up at something good no absolutely it's crazy i feel like that's like that's something that i've definitely taken away what methods do you use to try to help like the artists that you work with reach their end goals like do you guys mm-hmm. like sit down and just talk about it before you do anything or like like how, what's like what the process for that hmm well like when you're helping Cam, like did he just come with everything that he wanted, and do you add to it? Right. Well, he's he's a different story. He is like one of those people who's like he pretty much knows a hundred percent what it should sound like, oh, and amazing. he's like make it like this. Uh, and if you do anything that's slightly off, he's like no, not that. <laughs> like he hears it all in his head. He yeah. knows what he wants to hear. He's very like specific. He's like Mojo Jojo. Exactly. He's got like the the exposed brain and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't have like, I haven't really done this that much. No, like, yeah. I've produced for other artists or like done it for that long. But something that I have noticed has been like really helpful is yeah. to sort of like, basically, I feel like this is kind of a cliche producer answer, but like, get to the core of what the song is about. Yeah. Access that feeling. Cause yeah. a lot of times when you're in the studio, especially doing vocals more than anything, mm-hmm. you're self conscious about how your voice sounds. True. You hear yourself in the headphones like I do now. I'm embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like you're just like instantly self-conscious. Like even if you've been singing forever, there's still a little bit of like, oh, this is weird. I'm, you know, on the mic. Obviously, people are super seasoned singers. People are beautiful singers, whatever. Yeah. A lot of them don't need producers to tell them what to do. But I feel like you want to get the person back to the space they were when they wrote the song. A lot of people are writing songs in the studio, but sometimes you write a song months ago and then you finally hit the studio time to record. You're a different person. You know, you want them to access that raw energy from the time they wrote the song. That's like, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear that original fucking spark. You want to hear me in the car on my voice memos go, yeah, (laughs) you want to hear that original thing because that's when you were excited about the idea. Now we listen back to that. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like that, that is super embarrassing. But when yeah. I recorded that, I was obviously excited about it. Yeah. At the time, I was like, this is fire. Yeah. And that's why you, when you record something for real, yeah. that's the same energy you want to get across because yeah. that's what other people will hear and be excited about as yeah. well. I wrote this really horrific uh, diss track on somebody recently, and, and there was a line in it that went, fucked her at the stake like a Salem witch and left her in the hole, <laughs> left, her, left her in the desert in a gaping ditch. 
Dude, that that's savage. That I, must that must have been about someone brutal. Yo, it was about this horrible person. And, wow, and I can only imagine. I just was like, dude, I wrote that in like five seconds, and it just came to me. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fire. And, and now I'm Eminem, so it's pretty fire. So yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, was that about MGK? Was it about MGK? Yeah, did you destroy him in a rap battle? Probably, but you know what? Speaking of that, mm-hmm. do you know that video he he shot was in Buffalo? Which video? The, his like diss track against Eminem. That was really? shot in Buffalo. Wow. Yeah. You know, that that kind of checks out because I know he's from Cleveland, which is like sort of close, right? Yeah, but you know what? I think that was, that's what, okay, that's what happened. Mm. I went to see him that night. Mm. I actually went to see him that night. He played with Every Time I Die and Fall Out Boy. Wow. That really hell? weird tour that happened. I don't know if you remember that. Right. It was a fallout boy like headliner where they had like a bunch Weird of small, openers. I think state champs actually like opened a leg of that. Tour. Yes. They had a bunch of like small bands. Yeah. It would just change like different legs. Yeah. And that was, yeah, it was one of the weirdest places I've seen ETID play. I mean, that's where the Sabres play. It was like in the big yeah, arena there, yeah. Wow. but yeah, that's where MGK shot his little diss track video. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, uh, Eminem destroyed him so bad he decided to do punk rock music. That's true. <laughs> he switched genres. Do you uh do you enjoy his stuff? The no. new stuff? No. no. Yeah, I mean not either. at all. Yeah. I, I can't stand it. Yeah, it's not great. Um, you know, it's weird though. Today I read mm-hmm. something that said he sold a hundred thousand pre-sale tickets in like the first hour. Wow, to his headliner. This yeah, the new one. Wow. Travis Barker and everybody. That's I mean, that's not surprising, honestly. I'm good for him but i you, you won't catch me there yeah <laughs> simply will not catch me at those shows you, you might catch me outside but not inside exactly i will be in my home yeah no i mean i get it though i feel like i feel like he's doing it like i, I don't know if the whole thing is just a big meme like is mm. it really like let's just do the most dumb shit and just this is gonna pop off no i think he's completely serious i think he's so serious dude i don't know he, dude, I don't know if you saw that TikTok recently where he was sort of talking about like emo gatekeeping and then yeah. was like putting on eyeliner like angrily. Have yeah. you seen this video? No. I'll I'll show it to you later. He like, I guess people have just been calling him out and saying he's like yeah. fake emo yeah. and stuff. Like, and he really got defensive and made a video like just kind of like a brief video that he was attempting to be funny in and yeah. it truly just strikes me as like defensive like yeah. this is just a guy who like really was putting his heart on his sleeve and like yeah. trying his best to make good music yeah and everyone just shat on it and when i say everyone that's completely inaccurate obviously he's so successful but yeah. like a lot of people are not very nice to him on the internet no definitely which not. you know what are you gonna do yeah the man also you know tweeted about wanting to fuck young girls when when was that years ago it was like the rap career yeah i assume he was still rapping at the yeah. time this was a long time ago but dude i kind of liked when he rapped when he did like wild boy i know the song that was a good familiar. song that was that was definitely a good song and he had like one one song with rihanna on that lace up album that he did that was pretty good oh. um but yeah i don't know Damn. that is crazy though he's changed that much um it's interesting dude kinda- i'm all for changing genres but like yeah, I feel like it's not for him. Guitar, yeah. the guitar music is not his world. No, it's, <laughs> it's just, just not. not good. It's not. Um, let's see here. Okay. What would you say are the best ways for an artist or band to perfect their craft and eventually garner their audience? Garner. Hmm. I think I said that. Um, 
It's a good question. Um, well, I feel like in terms of perfecting your craft, this is a really basic answer, but something that's really important is practicing. Yeah, a lot of, of people I feel like don't. Um, a lot of people don't. Yeah, honestly, probably most people don't. I feel like practicing is like, it's sort of viewed as like, you know, nerdy for lack of a better word. Like taking your craft seriously in that regard is like, it's not punk, first of all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Practicing is definitely not punk. Yeah. Um, but I would suggest practicing. Yeah. If not practicing, listen to a lot of music. Yeah. That's something that I think is really important. Listen to a lot of different kinds of music too. Yeah. I think even if you make a very specific kind of music, even if you make like the most like fine pencil point genre that you can identify, like listen to everything, mm -hmm. listen to stuff you hate, you know what yeah. I mean? Then you know what not to make. Yeah. Right. But I think in terms of like, like garnering an audience, I feel like touring. Yeah. That's like the most important thing you can do. Right. Obviously like being the, you know, present on social media or whatever nowadays is sort of yeah. like the most traditional way. But I will say, I feel like nothing beats like a face-to-face -face interaction. You know, yeah. when you see a band in person play. Crazy. Yeah, that like that can change a kid's life. Yeah. You know, you see a TikTok, like, sure, it can like yeah. kind of influence you. It can kind of like hype you up for a sec or like, you know, get you excited about new music. Yeah. But how often do you like, I don't know about you, but I see like young artists promoting themselves in TikTok all the time. I don't often watch these videos i'm yeah. mostly swiping away yeah and it's not because i don't want to hear new music i'm just like that's not why I, i'm on tiktok yeah. personally maybe some people are maybe an a and r yeah scout is or whatever but like you and i just want to see funny shit out there right yeah i feel like i mostly want to see funny shit and i i do appreciate like a good like like tutorial yeah or even just like a fun like if someone's just like jamming i i love that i love yeah. a good like little lick Dude, I love seeing like little kids just fucking shred on the guitar. That's great. Yeah. Like, like I That's follow fun. a couple of them. Like, I think there's one kid that like, there's one kid that was on Ellen recently that did like a Slipknot drum cover. He played Sulfur. Wow. He's like three years old. I'm like, That's what? Funny. I don't think I followed him, but yeah, that, that was pretty sick. Yeah. I, I love seeing that. Inspiring. For sure. At one point, you slung merch for Grayscale. That's true. So how did that happen? Well... I mean, it's kind of a funny turn of events. And I feel like this is often how things go down in like the world of touring musicians and crew people. Let me stop you um, there. Is it a series yes. of unfortunate events? <laughs> Only fortunate, okay. I, I would say. Carry um, on, carry on. Yeah, so the the first tour that I ever did where I was not playing music, I was taking photos and selling merch for Life Lessons, which is a band we mentioned a second ago. Yeah. Um, and Grayscale was on that tour. So we sort of just became friends through like, you know, seeing each other every night and not even really friends. Honestly, we just like sort of saw, I was set up next to their merch table. Compadres. Yeah. Yeah. Just vague compadres. Um, and basically like they had a headliner tour come up years later in 2019 and they just thought to ask me, they just basically wow. were like, who sells merch that we know and i got a text out of the blue from colin their vocalist who was just like hey it's colin from grayscale and i was like well uh is it like i, <laughs> I we've literally never spoken since the tour that we did together <laughs> was that your response is it <laughs> no yeah imagine if I was like, question mark <laughs> um yeah I, he just like reached out and i took the job and it was super fun 
Um, definitely the most sort of like involved merch yeah. thing that I've ever done. It, it, they sell a lot of merch. Yeah, basically. they sell a lot of shirts. So pretty much from night one, it was like it like a very involved kind of exhausting job. Yeah. Um, but they're just like fantastic guys. The tour was really fun. You know, yeah. we we're on the road with like some other homies as well, like yeah. in Belmont and now Bearings, who I know a little better now. That was the first time I met them. Oh, they were on that. Yeah, it was Grayscale, Bearings, or Grayscale, Belmont, Bearings, Rich People. Interesting. And this was 2019? 2019. Yeah, it was wow. for Grayscale's album, Nella Vida. So did Bearings only have the EP out at that time? No, they, 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 had, Blue they had Blue in the Dark out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it was a super fun experience. Just very like hard work, honestly. Like I yeah. commend anyone who is crew for any band. It is exhausting. Did you ever mess up with the accounting and just one or two? I think there was one night specifically where there was not like a an accurate count. <sighs> and I was so it was really like minute. It was like two shirts or something. Okay. But it was so stressful because yeah. I felt so bad. So bad, yeah. Yeah, because it just it is kind of on you. Yeah. You know, even if someone like st- literally stole two shirts, yeah, it's still sort of on you, yeah. Because not only should you have been watching, but also just like, yeah, you know, what it's your job to like look after the shirts or whatever. But yeah, like other than that, it was like a mostly positive experience. Yeah, you know? like I feel like I honestly I did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah, you did pretty good, man. <laughs> I kind of killed it. Does the merch guy actually keep the tips, or do they just like pocket it? They were cool about it. I kept hundred percent of the tips on that. That's tour, that's pretty sick. Which was very sick. Yeah. Um, so you toured with Hot Mulligan, I believe. I did a couple shows. A couple shows. THA did three gigs with Hot Mulligan in Belmont. And then we we played a like one-off show with them and again life lessons in 2018 in I want to say Oklahoma City. Okay. How how are the Hot Mulligan guys? They're pretty cool. They're great. Yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about those guys. Um yeah, it was fun. Like it, that was the first time I had even like really heard of their band. Yeah. Like I I was completely unaware of them until like that opportunity presented itself. And now I feel like they're, you know, one of the more relevant bands in that genre. Was that a little a funny you just did there? You said opportunity. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, opportunities. That's the name of the EP. Um, <laughs> both can be great. Both can be discussed. There's we're, no air horn. <laughs> That's the one I was looking for. That's a good one. That's the one. Um, yeah. So tell us about the time you almost died on tour at a stranger's house. I believe this was Chris from Hot Mulligan's twisted version of basically putting a hit on you guys. Uh, funny. Um, okay. I wouldn't say we almost died, but this was definitely one of the weirder sort of like more I would say like scarier experiences yeah. staying at a stranger's house. Grotesque. Because in, inherently staying at a stranger's place is a little weird for everyone involved. Yeah. You know, like the people who are hosting you are like, are these band dudes like, you know, tr- you know, not trustworthy, but like these are five to seven random guys that yeah. I don't know. Okay. And the usually I feel like the people who tend to offer their place up for a band are pretty chill. You know, generally you can assume they're like nice people. Yeah. Um, and they were, I honestly, I'm not saying anything bad about these guys, but this was a very unsettling experience to say the least. Yeah. Um, this was in Arizona somewhere. Um, we were on tour with young culture and oh, Chris from hot Mulligan mentioned 
I think to Alex from Young Culture that there was a place he knew for us to stay in Arizona. Okay. And we got there pretty late. I feel like it was like along the way to the next stop or whatever. So we had yeah. to drive a little bit or something like that. Yeah. And by the time we got there, the guy whose house it was was like pretty drunk. And the person, he had like a friend hanging out with him. Oh, right. No. Just kind of another random guy. Who yeah. We, it's like cool if that's the case, but we just didn't know that there was yeah. going to be another guy. And the other guy was also super sort of like just hammered, hammered and perhaps on other substances. He kind of seemed like he was like rolling maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Just straight disorderly. But yeah, everything was like he was disorderly as fuck. <laughs> everything was like <laughs> fine when we got there. We were all like having a good time. Everyone was drinking, kind of just hanging out in their kitchen. And all of a sudden, the friend who is the guy no one knows. Yeah. He grabs like a huge kitchen knife, like a like butcher knife, a butcher knife, like oh. a full on like Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. Like a big knife. Oh, man. He grabs it out of the drawer, like goes in the drawer, grabs it and just starts waving it around and saying like incoherent shit. Like he was like, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was quoting Halloween or Scream. Scream. It was crazy. <laughs> and all of us were sort of just like, this isn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were yeah. all of a sudden, like everyone got really sober. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, just like instantly we're all like, oh, should we leave? Should we go to Motel 8 up the street? Exactly. That would have been a better option probably. Yeah. And basically what ends up happening is the two of them, the guy whose house it is and the guy with yeah. the knife go outside. Yeah. Because they like to, to preface that part, the guy whose house it is is like, stop waving that knife around. He grabs the yeah. knife. They're shaking it around in the air. Yeah. So they go outside and they start screaming at each other for 30 minutes yeah. at the top of their lungs. Awesome. And all of us basically in this moment are like, okay, they're outside. Should yeah. we leave? Yeah. It, we should probably go somewhere else, right? This is like really yeah. kind of scary, kind of sketchy. And basically half of us end up sleeping in the vans and the other half of us stay inside. Yeah. I stayed inside as well as like a couple other in my band and in young culture. And the guy comes back inside and basically he just starts, he, he's super drunk too at this point. So he just starts saying a bunch of crazy shit. His friend leaves. Yeah. We're all unsettled. Anticlimactic end to the story, but that's pretty much it. Was the girl from Young Culture there? No, I think she is like a recent addition okay. to their like touring party. Was, I've, no, I've never met her. Was the singer there? Yeah, Al Alex was in the band. So it was, he, he was Alex Troy. He was inside. Yeah. Oh, he was there. Um, yeah, but just a super sketch experience. I do have another story of almost dying that Ooh, you, you saying that reminded me of. If you want to hear, yes, this absolutely. Um, this is this is more. This is less funny. <laughs> As you but, know, I love death. But carry on. Yes, of course. Um, so in 2018, on our way home from a tour, yeah. We had a show in, um, I want to say Missouri, like Kansas City, fall through. Torn Tornado Alley. That's where the story's going, oh, actually, fuck. funnily enough. Um, this was a tour with a band called Welcome Home, who yeah. is now Pretty Talk. Okay. We basically, we get to the venue in Missouri and they're like, hey, the show's not happening anymore. Okay. Classic, right? Yeah. So at that point, we're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just drive back to Texas. Like, we thought we had a show tonight. Let's just go home. Oh, no. So we spend the night driving. And basically, somewhere between Kansas and, like, Oklahoma, oh. we, like, see a tornado, basically, sort of in the distance. Like, the weather is yeah. getting crazy. We're sort of, like, all, like, we should probably find 
uh, like a motel of some kind Shelter. and finish yeah. the drive tomorrow. Yeah, just any sort of like indoor situation. Wait it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know you had like a terrifying tornado experience somewhat recently that we could talk about too. Dude, yeah. I'll, I'll say it after years. Yeah, tornadoes are scary. Um, but this story is not primarily about tornadoes. Yeah, something else happened. So what ends up happening? Oh, geez. Our drummer at the time, Chris, was driving. I'm in the front seat. And no, I don't remember who's in the front seat. But in any case, everyone who's not Chris <laughs> yeah. is watching Fight Club on a laptop for some reason. Weird, all right. We're just like, okay, it's a movie night. We have a long drive. Let's watch a movie. Let's you know? watch something with Brad Pitt. Exactly. Let's watch something where Brad Pitt takes his shirt off. It's going to be great. Yes. We're going to have a good night. Nothing bad is going to happen. <laughs> what ends up happening is Chris hits a deer, a fucking deer, like a full-grown deer runs into the street oh. in front of us, which is just a horrifying situation My if they've ever deer. experienced it. It's, yeah. it's terrifying. What they say is you're supposed to drive through it unfortunately you're just supposed to drive straight because if you if you break chances are the deer is going to like roll up over your van or like bump into you in a weird way you're supposed to just floor it basically wait so you're saying when you hit the deer right before you hit the deer you have to commit that's what people say you have to fucking annihilate it you, you have to destroy this animal what? that's your only option apparently it's the safest thing to do <sighs> right so Chris, he tries to avoid it. He tries to like skirt out of the way because, you know, like what would you, you yeah. suddenly see you a deer. Out, yeah. Like this is the type of situation where like he didn't see it until it started running in front of him, oh right? Like you, you don't see it like in advance. It just sort of like ran into the street. Yeah. And basically as he turns, he sort of clips it and it rolls up like our hood and over our window. So our window is a little shattered and there's blood all over the front. Oh my God. Whatever you call it of the van. The deer is alive unfortunately but we just had to like pull over check on everyone and just go and there did you kill meanwhile the deer? Oh, no <laughs> we, we had to leave this deer to Do die get live no no way it was, no way. it was like on the ground after this and while all this happened while all of this is happening there's just a tornado okay like visibly in the distance yeah so we just we just kept on trucking there was no problems with the tornado or anything but our van was like the front part of it was smashed and we just yeah. had to get a get a motel and chill for the night. Well, I guess you could just you can go to bed tonight thinking that the tornado sucked the deer up to deer heaven. I hope so, honestly. Yeah. Dude, I I that sucks. Pray I fingers crossed for everyone listening and on earth to never have to hit a large animal in your vehicle <sighs> or even just get anywhere close to like having an accident because that is something I, I frequently like dream at a uh, dream about I, in cars. I still get a little I nervous. Like, out. yeah, I feel like I have PTSD from that moment. Totally. Um, I've, I've hit a bunny once and I hit, oh, no. I hit a squirrel back in May. Right. And that was rough. Yeah. Or I think it was April. But yeah. April. Oh, Very rough. And I'm just like, oh, no. you just feel, you feel so bad, dude. I can't even kill a fly. I'm kind of a bitch. I feel you. Like, I'm, I'm like trying up. to cup it, take it outside. Same, dude. If I see a spider, and I hate fucking spiders, dude. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I hate them. But like, if I see a spider, I get like a piece of paper and I put it on the piece of paper <laughs> yeah. and I like run it outside. I'm like, ah! that's great. That's great. Honestly, like I, yeah. I, I'm the same way, but I'm honestly with spiders. I'm just like, I'll just pretend I didn't see that. Like, I'm just afraid. See, that is not me because the problem isn't seeing the spider. The fucking problem is when the thing disappears for me. 
Ah, uh, that's fair. If I see that anywhere. shit on my ceiling and then I look away and then I look back and it's gone, I mean, I'm just not. <laughs> I simply am not sleeping there. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's fair. That is yeah. completely fair. Yeah, it is a very very scary sight to see. Um, so you drum tacked for state champs on a tour that they did with Simple Plan. Yes. How was that? So that originally was a tour on which I was just going to play bass with Northbound, Northbound. on, yes. which was the first time I ever toured with them. Yeah. That was the first time they had asked me to do any gigs. Yes. Um, so this is funny. This actually ties back to the Grayscale thing. Grayscale's tour manager, yeah, Colin Lorne, wonderful person. Yeah. He's great. On the Grayscale tour, I heard about the Northbound Simple Plan tour item and yeah. basically was like, you know, oh, that's sick. Colin who also works for state champs yeah. also obviously heard about that tour. And he was like, Hey, Sterling, you're going to be on this tour. Do you want a job? Like, Oh, that's sick. It just ended up being super convenient. So he'd hired me while on that other tour. Wow. At that point I was like, let's tour forever. Let's go. And then COVID yeah. hits like immediately next yeah. year. What but, was, what was yeah. it like being like a drum tech? Is that interesting? It's definitely interesting. I, I'm certainly not qualified for the job. I'll okay. say that much. I am not a drummer nor a tech of any kind. Yeah. So the fact that they hired me was purely out of, I will say, convenience. Yeah. Um, because I think I would only recommend that job to someone who's like, obviously, I what I was doing was like truly like not super intensive work. I was literally just breaking down the kit, setting it up like yeah. anyone can do that much. Yeah. They I feel like what you need in a tech is someone who can tune drums, someone who knows like have the ear for it. Yeah. Not only that, like literally someone who is like a seasoned drummer, true, you know what I mean? True, someone true. who knows what they're doing around a kit. Yeah. I can like play a beat or whatever, yeah. but like I'm but exactly. I can like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not the guy for the job. Did you ever have to like test the drums that, or is that somebody else? No, I didn't check the drums. Uh, Colin ended up doing that most nights. Okay. I, I checked their sort of like downstage mics. That was okay. like the most sound checking that I did. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. It was kind of like a multifaceted job. I also was sort of triggering their tracks. They had a sort of like, almost like the soundboard here. Yeah. They had like a little remote control, uh, Ableton laptop situation. Um, that basically ran their show. So yeah. I would press play at the beginning of the set. Halfway through, they did like a talking break. So I would pause it. Oh, and then they had a second half. That I literally was just pressing play and pausing. But Oh, that's dope. It was interesting. Yeah, it was It was cool. Like It was an exhausting tour because Northbound was in a van and every other band was yeah. in a bus. Yeah. So basically, we were driving overnight while everyone else was sleeping. We were yeah. sort of like doing the whole thing. And then I would get yeah. to the gig, play a set, and then have like a... 30 minute break while yeah. the next band played and then work another set basically that's crazy super fun of hustling course, but exhausting but you didn't have enough time to really hang out not until after yeah see that's a bummer um northbound got robbed on that tour yes in san antonio so what, what happened with that well um we were staying at a motel six in san antonio before... Check, checks out <laughs> yeah exactly that's the first red flag <laughs> of the story um Honestly, I have nothing but good things to say about motels. Just um, pick them wisely. Yeah. I'll say. The The shitty thing is there was no indicator that this was going to be a place you were going to be robbed at. Yeah, you would um, never know. We were going to like stay there and then drive to Houston in the morning. And by some like weird coincidence, I got up at like six in the morning. Yeah. And I feel like I needed to get something out of the van or something like that. I go outside and I 
go to the trailer. I think we we got up at six to get to Houston. Okay. I assume. Okay. I go to the trailer and the lock has been like hammered off. You so basically, yeah, I just was like, okay, someone probably robbed us. And I didn't even look inside. I just went back and I was like, hey guys, just so you know, the lock was smashed off. Uh, I didn't look inside, but I assume it's bad news. It took one of John's guitars, John, the vocalist uh, and guitarist. I'd be so pissed. It took like one of his first guitars, like his like, you know, one of his precious babies yeah. was stolen. And yeah. then Andy, um, whose bass I was playing on the tour, his bass was stolen as well. Unbelievable, dude. I don't know why people out there do that. Like just, it's sickening. And they probably just go and flip it or like sell them immediately, right? Uh, yeah, you assume. Yeah. yeah. Super messed up. No, that sucks. So what happens in those situations? Do you just borrow stuff? Yeah. Like so in the middle of a tour? I don't remember. I think John had two guitars with him. So yeah. he just used his other one that next night. Yeah. But I borrowed Ryan from State Champs' bass for the next two shows, I believe. Yeah. So Houston and then whatever else was after that. I played his like Ernie Ball bass. Okay. Cool. Whatever. So that was like, that was very kind of him. Honestly, everyone on the tour was so fucking supportive. Like yeah. we showed up to the venue late because we had like this whole sort of like situation crime investigation yeah. to deal with. Basically we get there. Everyone's like, come on guys. Like, don't, we'll help you with your, your shit. Like, don't yeah. even worry about it. Like we're the first band every night. So we had to sound check. We had to like get up there. Like yeah. everyone was just so supportive. Like all of the bands were like super yeah. kind and like Travis from we, the Kings, like had fender send him a new guitar and bass for john and andy wow just like super thoughtful like really looking out for like the young band yeah. on the tour did fender just comp it or are they i don't know i i assume so i maybe he has some sort of like discount Connection. with them yeah. or whatever it is but That's sick he's gifted it to him yeah it was very thoughtful of him it's amazing how's pierre um i didn't really talk to him at all honestly i didn't talk to anyone from that yeah. band other than i don't even know his name but one of their guitarists we sort of had like a brief conversation yeah um and th this is like kind of an interesting story he mentioned um we were sort of just talking about how like touring in a van is hard basically yeah. basically yeah. yeah and he was just like yeah man when i was like 19 and we were like touring on our first like huge tours like in the u.s yeah and in europe and shit he was like we didn't even have cell phones yeah so i like couldn't call my parents or my girlfriend until like yeah. the tour had gone on for like weeks but now he's just flaunting it in front of you he's like oh well, now we got a triple decker bus <laughs> and a hot tub yeah no i it was just crazy to hear i was like that must have been actually yeah. insane like for sure you just are off the face of the map for, yeah for months on end no that's scary and yeah they were so young too at that you know at that era like i think they're their first album came out probably when they were like fresh out of high school. No, definitely. Yeah. Was that the uh, no balls, helmets, whatever? Album? Yeah. No pads. No, no pads. No. Yeah. No helmets. Is that the first balls. album? That's, I think so. That's yeah. a great one. I'm just a kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I love that other one more though. What's what's the one with all the hits? Fucking welcome to my life. Oh, I'm, crazy. No I don't know what it's called, but yeah. Oh, that's the ripper. Bangers and shut up the yeah banger as well shut up um as of late you've been playing bass for the band northbound yes playing, playing select one-off shows here and there you recently played in florida where the band's based um mm -hmm. at soundbar in orlando how cool was that show it was great um it was super fun that was the first show i had played since covid basically yeah. so and moving in you know yeah true first, first time you were like see you guys yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so like the last the like how do i phrase this the last show i played before the pandemic was in like 2020 and like 
February. Yeah. And then fast forward a year and a half later. Yeah. Playing a show. That's like probably the longest stretch of me not playing a show since I was like 13, yeah. which is just fucking crazy. It was like the most yeah. cathartic sort of like, I don't know, just like really rewarding thing to come back to. Like, yeah. First of all, like, I just love those guys. Like the Northbound guys have become like just my best friends in the world yeah, over the past sick. couple of years. Like, yeah, it was just like a really fun show. It was with Broadside. So they, they yeah. brought a lot of people, you know, it was like very nice to be sort of like welcomed back, welcomed back to like playing shows to like a like decent room of people, you know, yeah. and in Florida too, which like, you know, is not a place I get to play very often. Yeah. So it was, it was just kind of like a fun change of pace. Yeah. You know? Florida can be a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. Kind, kind of a wild, wild place to be, especially with the, the heat changing, all the different crazy people you find there, the Gators. Sure. The Florida men. The Florida men. The Florida, Florida man, like the meme. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. And uh, the drivers are fucking bad there. Yeah, true. I think they're pretty bad. True, but I'm, I'm from Texas. That's the worst of the worst. I, I, you know what I say? I say it's the classic OTF. And you know what that stands for? What? Ohio, Texas, and Florida. Wow. I'm telling you right now, those are the three states. They suck. That checks out, honestly. That, I believe it. I think Ohio could be the worst. I don't know. Texas has definitely got some bad ones. But yeah, I would say Florida is worse than Texas. I could see it. Yeah, dude. I, I was back in Florida in like May. And yeah, I, I got almost in like three accidents within a couple of days of being there. <laughs> wow. It was pretty fucking terrific. Damn. <laughs> um, you try to live a vegetarian lifestyle. Try. But your Texas roots simply make that a difficult feat. Yes. What's your favorite meat when you're being naughty? And what's your go-to vegan vegetarian meal when you're following the holy path? <laughs> um, I mean... I can't say no to some Texas barbecue. Of course. That is that is like one that and maybe like Whataburger. Like Ooh. I told you the other day, I had it like twice when I was home. So last good. Week. That is one of the best fast food places. Yeah, I I swear by it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, like barbecue for sure is something that kind of makes it hard to stick with like not eating meat. Yeah. Um, I just I love it so much. There's this place, Terry Black's oh, that yeah. recently opened in Dallas that just is so insanely good. Like I've had yeah. this crazy uh, beef rib that they do there. It's just like moist. It's oh. huge. It's like the size of this freaking soundboard. It's thing. luscious. Yeah, it's truly delicious. Um, I went to another place called Black's Barbecue, and I, mm. I think I was trying to go to the one you're talking about, and I just randomly went to the other one. Oh, was this in Texas? Yeah, well? this was. Uh, I feel like it was outside of Austin. Um, really good though. I mean, you really can't get bad barbecue out there. It's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to really make it a mission. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of, um, I guess like veggie based treats, I dude, I, you know, my, the freezer is just full of like Trader Joe's products. That, that was actually my next question. I was going to yeah. say, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> you are a Trader Joe's aficionado. What yes. exactly is the appeal of that place? Um, for me, a big thing is first of all, like, again, plant-based products yeah like that's a big part i try and only buy like i try and not buy meat based yeah. products from like the grocery store basically yeah, yeah um that's like probably the biggest thing another thing like honestly you can you can feed yourself at a somewhat affordable rate for a decent amount of time you can like, yeah i love that and honestly like just the microwavable stuff is like yeah. very very tasty like it's high yeah. quality sort of like frozen shit yeah. it's convenient like, yeah, exactly. Like I do like to cook, but a lot of times I'm sort of like in a rush or yeah. like having to go somewhere. So like, yeah, their microwave stuff is like plant-based high quality. Like it's yeah. great. It's good. 
and um, you tend to buy a lot of the same items. Uh, yeah. What are, you, what are your go-tos? Like, are there any specific oh. things? Like, I know you get like potato pancakes or something. Yeah, I almost eat those every single morning. I get potato pancakes. Those are good, um, though. They're so good. I get this like um, vegan tikka masala, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a chana masala, which is also really good. Um, tikka paneer, which is fire. I gotta try those. Um, those are kind of the ones I like always buy. Sometimes I get their like ravioli and stuff like that, yeah. or like I'll buy their rice and their, yeah. you know, I always get their like red peppers or yeah. broccolini. Like I tend to get sort of almost like the exact same grocery haul every time I get groceries. Yeah. It's kind of bad. I yeah. did discover this Thai grocery store in, I want to say Los Feliz, okay. maybe, but it's fire. I get like yeah. minced garlic and this like really spicy, like yeah. um, chili paste there. You'd have like to be in the area to go there though. That's pretty far. It's like 20 minutes. It's, it's far, but it's worth it. Worth it. Yeah. It's great yeah. because a lot of the stuff they sell there, you can't get at other grocery stores. True. Like it, it's, it's pretty great. As convenient as Trader Joe's is, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I need a break. <laughs> like sometimes I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to Pavilions or Ralph's or Fair. something. But I do like Trader Joe's and I, I would agree. It's like surprisingly affordable. Everybody everybody has this like preconceived notion like it's the most expensive place. And right. I, that it's like a bougie gro- grocery store. I totally don't believe that because I go there and I spend 20 bucks. Yeah. It depends what you get. It literally depends yeah. what you get. Like I feel like weekly I'm only spending about like $40. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice yeah um, yeah yeah dude also aldi i don't know if you've hit aldi recently everybody's so, been talking about it dude so cheap actually yeah insanely cheap do we have one near us mm-hmm. yeah it's on i want to say i want to say it's also on alameda but i might be super wrong weird okay i think i think i know where that is then i guess yeah i don't know for some reason i was like not sure if we had one we do, it's really close. I just can't remember the exact street. But, but super close to Trader Joe's. I want I want to say it's like on that same street, but I could be like super off base. It yeah, might be wild. straight up like on Victory. Aldi is basically the whole point of going to Aldi is like buying the bulk, right? Yeah, because it's just super affordable. You can end up like kind of stockpiling. Yeah, it's smart. Um, so you have perfected a saying that is truly you. You refer to everything as an item. Like if you want to play a video game late at night, you group text me and Josh and ask if we're down for a COD item. Where did this hilarious word enter your life? And are you the originator of using it to its fullest potential? I am not. That's hilarious that you bring this up. Yes. This had to. I believe, I don't know if this guy is the originator, but this is definitely like how it came into my life. Yeah. John James Ryan from Keep Flying. He refers to everything as an item. Nice item. Is he a singer? Great item. He plays saxophone. Saxophone. He's tatted head to toe. You'll see him in short shorts, Crocs. Sick. Huge gauges. He's like a very like recognizable guy. Yeah, that's sick. Wonderful person. Like super loving, kind, like has always been supportive. Yeah. Great person. He, everything is an item to him. That's funny. Great item. Like let's hit this item. Show me that item. Yeah. Everything's an item. Everything's an item. And I feel like me, my band, Northbound, like pretty much anyone who's come into contact with me, I feel like will in some way sort of take that with them. Yeah. So I feel like I'll end up meeting people who also say item, but we haven't said it to each other. And yeah. we're both like, you got that from JJR probably, right? No, of course. And they did. Yeah. So Wait. yeah, I, I literally can't stop saying it now. It's it's become like a really bad thing. JJR. This mm-hmm. guy from the Wonder Years. He, I believe, used to work for them. He was like, they're that's the same maybe guy. TM. Because when you said gauges, and now that you said JJR, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. 
I, I assume so. So he yeah. didn't keep flying? I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he also, t- I met him from t- when he TM'd for Four Years Strong. Yeah. That was the tour Life Lessons did. Yeah. I met him backstage at Warp Tour, like the one of the years that I got the all-access wristband when I was MOBO, or not MOBO, Man Overboard. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, he was backstage with the Wonder Years, and that was pretty sick. He had like the huge gauges. And he, I think he wore like a Hawaiian shirt or something. Like he had like a very specific style back then. I don't know if he's still yeah. like that. Oh, he's the exact same. Like he's always wearing like Crocs, either, yeah. yeah, Crocs, short shorts, either like a tank top or like a patterned shirt yeah. of some kind, like a deeply patterned shirt. Yeah. He looked like he was like super into ska. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. So we got a couple more and then a speed round. I can't wait. So since we've met, you've been mm-hmm. a retired stage diver. What True. is it going to take to get you to jump on people's heads again? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just like the right show. I guess if Blink comes back and they play like a small venue and Tom's back. Maybe. That'd be I mean, wild. Like, look, I'm not like entirely against it. Like, that's not my thing. Yeah. I think it's more just like, I haven't felt the same sort of like um, hype or engaged engagement at like punk shows that i used to be like really involved in you know that used to be like something that like really drove me like i was always like i want to go to shows i want to play shows like yeah that was like my main fucking focus in life yeah i think like now like it's just not what i'm looking for yeah but if the right show comes along you know what i mean and like we're we're you just have to lose your mind and just go out of control (laughs) exactly yeah i'm i'm like here for it if um if the right gig presents itself i suppose yeah, I, I think I sent you that one picture of me when we were at the No Pressure show, and mm. I just look like I'm like screaming at Parker Cannon. Right. Yeah. This yeah. shit's pretty funny. That is funny. Yeah, I go pretty hard. I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I don't. I I like have trouble though. Like I I went to a show the other night. I think it was. I don't know if it was. I think it was bearings. It was mm. bearings. And I wanted to go hard, but it was there were a lot of like little girls there, and I was like, Ugh, I don't want to jump on them. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's, that's fair. But yeah, with me at shows, like for there, for example, at bearings, I was just standing still too long and my legs like really started hurting. That's the thing. Also standing for an entire show is exhausting in its own way. Yeah, it sucks. I couldn't yeah. do it. Like I, I kind of have to move around at least a little bit for like one or mm-hmm. two bands. Like if I don't, I don't know. It's tough for me. Yeah. But I saw, I saw, I think Super American when they opened for Belmont the other day, that was cool because it was like a three band bill. Oh, that's nice. Which yeah. is very nice because it's like the, the first band I didn't know and I was like, cool. You know, and it, it really wasn't too much to get through. It was kind of just like the perfect amount. Mm. Now, when you talk about like a five or six band bill and you, you only know like the headliner. Yeah, that, I'm good. Rough. I am good. Rough. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but yeah. So do you have any crazy moshing or stage diving stories? Like, have you, have you ever gotten annihilated, like absolutely fucking annihilated <laughs> in a pit? Um. I've never, I don't have any specific stories. I can't really think of like a, a personal annihilation yeah. that stands out. This is like a super lame anecdote. I think I told you this the other day. My brother has like a, he had got like a stage diving minor concussion. Yeah. Super not like hard at all. Like we weren't seeing, you know, like code orange or something. Like we yeah. were seeing fallout boy in yeah. like 2013. So like yeah. literally the opposite, but, uh, yeah, it was just actually like a crazy show. Like the crowd was super hype. It's a small venue. It's their yeah. like reunion tour or whatever. Dude, so, yeah, when they came back, it was fucking nuts. Like people actually were pretty hyped. So to be fair, the crowd was yeah. pretty gnarly, but yeah. it wasn't, you know, like there was no 
you know, there were like circle pits when they played like take this to your grave tracks and stuff like that. But it wasn't like yeah. an actual like pitting show. Obviously. Yeah, nobody was killing each other. Exactly. There was no like windmill shit. Going Wall on. of death. Exactly. Which would be hilarious. But yeah. yeah, I guess he just like crowd surfed and was dropped extremely hard on the floor. And he just like straight up like part of me didn't believe him because it was so crazy that night he was like, I don't even remember the end of the show. Like he was so like out of it. He was like, I don't even remember like what? where we were. I was like, you're, you're lying, bro. Like no way. But he swears by it. That's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of Code Orange, do you hear about what happened a few years ago? Some guy went to a Code Orange show and was like fucking spin kicking, but he was wearing steel toe boots and he fucking dislocated a girl's jaw. I vaguely remember hearing this. Yeah. Didn't they like make a t-shirt or something with like, this might have been a different band. I might be like way off base here, but like not sure. where they made a t-shirt with like the person's like fucked up mouth, like a photo of it. I doubt it. The, I might be thinking of someone way different. That, I feel like that'd almost be horrible. Like, <laughs> as I'm saying it, Code Orange wouldn't do that, but yeah, I don't know if it was them, but yeah, that's crazy. No, that, that's absolutely insane that that guy was wearing those boots and kicking people. No, that's like super inappropriate. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I think I told you, I can't remember which band this was. There was a band in Buffalo where that happened and some kid jumped off stage at Mohawk place and really hurt himself. Mm. And then like all these bands came together like Paramore and like Newfound Glory, I think I'm just naming bands, mm -hmm. but like big bands came together and put this whole Indiegogo kind of situation together to like help pay for his medical bills for what happened that's sick though that, that's exactly awesome. and then it's not sick because that asshole after he got all that money sued mohawk place oh, no. and mohawk place went under because of the lawsuit because of that and then no, eventually came, eventually crazy. they came back okay they did eventually come back but yeah i found this out recently i can't remember what band that was damn wow yeah i think a day to remember was part of that i don't even know it was a big deal though damn but yeah, it's like, come on, all these people came back to help you. Like, you can't be like that. Damn. Um, you used to work at a plant nursery in Texas. What was that True. like? And what was it called? It was called Sunshine Miniature Trees. It was on Greenville Avenue. Honestly, a dope store, like a really cool store. I feel like yeah. the reason I wanted to work there is because I went there as a customer like one time. Yeah. And was instantly floored. Like it, it's kind of hard to explain. It's in a like an old house. Yeah. That's literally been there since I want to say the late 1800s. Yikes. I might be capping, but it's been there for a long ass time. The owners had the store since the 70s. So it's it's been around for a minute. That's crazy. Um, if you see it, you get it. It's like old as hell. Yeah. Like it's falling apart. But it's it's so cool. Like they they sell bonsais essentially are their specialty. Like you've seen, I have a, a tree in my room. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. from that store. Actually, no, that tree is from Lowe's. I'm so wrong. But, okay. Um, they sell the same kind of stuff though. Yeah, they sell bonsais. That's like their their specialty. And yeah, I worked yeah. there like throughout the pandemic, basically. That was like my COVID job. Um, did like a year of selling bonsais, basically. Dude, that's so dope. Yeah, it was it was interesting for sure. Uh, you've referred to your plants as children. Do do they mm. each have names? They don't, unfortunately. I've been asked this before, but I've never I've never really thought to name them. Let's lay, let's name that one Dennis. Wait, with that one or that one? That one. That one's Dennis. One? Okay. And this is uh Ethel. That, those are good names. <laughs> yeah, there's for for um those listening, Dennis is a pothos ivy over there in the corner and Ethel. <laughs> 
Ethel is, I want to say, a kangaroo fern. Yeah. Uh, and this one's this one's gonna be Muck. <laughs> muck. We got Muck the Peace Lily. I'll let you there. name that one. Who's that? Honestly, that's Josh. <laughs> oh, we're gonna name it after our roommate. We're just we're gonna be like, hey Josh. And he's like, what's up? Not we're you, like, the plant. No, we're talking to the plant, dude. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so got a couple more. We <laughs> I know he's not there already. We went <laughs> I should do that to every fucking guest. Just be like, yeah, just a couple more. After every question, just got more. a couple more. We got like 10 more. Hell yeah. No, we got like two more. Um, so we went to Rose Bowl flea market recently in Pasadena here. How did you enjoy that place? It was crazy. Dude, you ended up insane. buying a globe. Dude, me, many other hot items. My girlfriend, Sam, who I mentioned before, was in town and both of us bought globes. Yeah. And you wanted one, like you were actively looking for one. I was, I was in the market for a globe already. Yeah. And weirdly enough, this place, like often, what, like a lot of people were selling globes. Yeah. And not, we're not reason. talking about snow globes. We're talking about the real thing. Yeah. We're, like talk, we're talking earth. about the atlas. Yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. a physical, like model of the earth that yes. you can spin around and look at the countries. Yeah. I found a sick globe. It's dope. I forget what kind of globe it is. The guy like broke down like all yeah. this sort of like, details about it um it's definitely old yeah it's definitely from the 50s at the very latest i want to say because korea on the map is yeah. one korea which is crazy yeah and russia says the soviet union yeah nuts like i just i just love that kind of shit and i bought a harmonica this is crazy still haven't used it because i need to clean it oh it's like rusty and disgusting yeah. but it's a like chromatic harmonica yeah so normally harmonicas don't have every single note of the chromatic scale usually it's just yeah. like certain you know notes of a major scale like and they're all dedicated to certain keys yeah this one the benefit is it has every single like all 12 notes yeah, of the chromatic so scale. sick yeah so i'm super excited to use that i just have to rinse it in alcohol for like an hour yeah i yeah, think that. that's all i bought i know you bought a hat right i bought a cereal mom hat yeah it's a movie i still gotta show you a little comedy with kathleen turner and uh matthew lillard fire very good 90s cheese yeah um oh yeah and then we saw finn wolfhard there you were like oh oh yeah you're like there's the kid from stranger things i'm like yeah right i look up it's fucking finn wolfhard from stranger things I'm like <laughs> this is really weird bizarre like so, some of these people we see out here i'm just shocked like i saw i saw the dude from afi the other day just at the movies i'm like mm, what right. like these are people i would never imagine just going out and it's, it, yeah it's crazy like it's you, cool you that they're able to do that here because mm -hmm. I feel like anywhere else, like that's hard. And I feel like people in LA, like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of like the paparazzi and like the really clingy fans and stuff. But like, I feel like for the most part, people are over it. Yeah. And a lot of people out here too are either like industry adjacent Indus themselves exactly. or whatever. So people are just kind of used. To, it's normal. You yeah. Know what it, I mean, like that's normal. just where everyone lives. Yeah. No, I like that aspect about it. Um, so what are your goals for this year? Do you have anything that you're like hoping to accomplish? I mean, the biggest thing that I'm working on, in addition to like Cameron's show, I'm sort of like helping him put that together yeah. musically. Um, I've been working on an album for like a year to a year and a half. Yeah, basically. And that, that's sort of my biggest goal right now is I really want to get that out. I want to get it yeah. done. Um, is it titled The uh, Gavinsky Shuffle? <laughs> How did you know? Oh, that's, that's insane. Just been dreaming about it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of my main goal right now. I would love to get back on the road. Yeah. I've been itching to tour. Yeah. Um, I forget if we mentioned this earlier, if we talked about it before the podcast, Northbound's playing So What. So What. And I yeah. think we're doing like some dates around it. So there'll be like a small sort of like tour. A little run. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just excited to like 
finish my album, put songs out, play my songs. Like yeah. it, I haven't done that in like two years. We gotta have like point. a big album release show for you out here. Let, let's do it, man. I'm I'm here for it. That'd be sick. House show. Yeah, house in the show. courtyard. Yeah, just literally. Just don't tell Carol. Exactly. My little manager here. Um, yeah, that'd be crazy actually if we did that. It'd be fun. We'd get all our friends to come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be sick. Give away the code that they want they don't want to see away. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, sick. Um, I got a little speed round for you. Let's do it. If you're down. Absolutely. Uh, what's the best the happy all right song? Uh spin. <laughs> Wrong. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think I stand by that answer, but I it was a speed round, so I might have answered preemptively. Do you do you have an opinion on that? Uh, what on my favorite song? Mm-hmm. I guess not. I don't know. If you had to pick one, I already feel like I. I feel like I no. Mm. The sweet tea song is good. Um, thanks. I I don't know though. I feel like there's another song I'm, I just can't think of. Yeah. I mean, up and down, or like that's a good song. I I love up and down. Part of me, like, I have a very special place yeah. set aside in my heart for spin specifically, yeah. so I always go back to it. Yeah. That's up and down. The second I said spin, I was like, I love up and down. Yeah. But I think spin to me has a little more like sentimental meaning. I see. Um, most embarrassing moment ever. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, well, in eighth grade, I farted in class and I was sitting in the front of the class. We were like silently reading. And this is what made it embarrassing. <laughs> Usually, like, I don't really care about stuff like that. Like, just farting. Yeah. Farting is hilarious, right? That's in great. silence, though. Right. So, the silence is one aspect. The other aspect is a guy behind me, one of the more sort of, like, so to speak, you know, cool kids, kind of an athlete, you know, yeah. friends with everyone kind of guy. He goes, guys, don't worry. Everyone poops. And I was just like, bro, it could have been funny. Just leave it alone. Now it's yeah. like, oh, no. I mean, that honestly is what made it a joke. Yeah. Almost sort of eased the tension too. Do people know it was you? Yeah. So I, I kind of gave it away because I turned around. I was in the front row, right? Fart. Oh. Everyone's dead silent. Everyone's thinking there's a fart. Yeah. And I go, I just turned around. Idiot. By the way, this is an audio platform, yeah. I realized, but. I kind of fucked myself in that situation. Dude, there's no way that's the most embarrassing thing, but that's what came to mind. One time I was sitting behind this girl in class, Rachel, and I fucking coughed. And you ever just cough? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I fucking sometimes I fucking coughed, but I didn't cover my mouth. And I'll never forget this, dude. Her hair like just fucking exploded to both sides. Like it was like <laughs> oh, just like the the power of the cough was the, so the power strong, of man. the cough was like a wind blower. Like <laughs> oh my god! And I just and like she was such a cool sport about it though. She like laughed and it was cool. That's too funny. But I was I was embarrassed. I was like fuck. Damn, it's good that she was nice about it because there there's uh, another version of that where she could have been so like obnoxious and like me. exactly she yeah. could have been like you oh my god you coughed yeah. in the back of my head. Uh, respect to Rachel, like shout out. Yeah. Honestly. Fucking crazy. Hell yeah, Rachel. You're cool. We love Rachel. Uh, a weird hobby you love to do. A weird hobby. Oh uh, my God. Um, I can't be wanking. We all do that. <laughs> trying to think of something weird. Oh my God. I'm so bad at speed round stuff. Um, I think nobody really does this fast. Honestly. Really? Okay, like, good. So now sometimes they do. Whew. I feel like it's better to do fast. I mean, okay, I'll just say plants. 
Not weird, but plants. Sure, sure. Grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Strawberry, hands down. Wow, totally wrong. Favorite <laughs> favorite super American song? Oh shit! Um, oh my god, I don't know any of the names. Uh, oh, sloppy jazz. Ooh, classic, iconic, classic, classic. Guilty pleasure artist or band? Um, you know, I wouldn't really call this like a full on guilty pleasure. Um, but I'll say John Mayer. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Favorite Fall Out Boy album? Um, from Under the Cork Tree. Yes. What's your That's most correct answer? That is what. What's your most punk rock feature? <laughs> um. Honestly, I'll say just my my, you know, my go getter attitude. Your I ego. Just, my, <laughs> yes. That's not very punk. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, craziest show you ever played? Craziest show? Yeah. Um, honestly, one that comes to mind is the Thank You Very Much release show. It was at a house in Denton. Yeah. It was like 150 people there, just like pretty packed out. Everyone's Dope. sweating their ass off. We played the EP front to back, played some run home songs. It was sick. That's sick. Hell yeah. Favorite record of all time. Oh my God. Sorry. Oh, brutal. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Pet Sounds. Oh, Not yes. my final answer, but Thank there you God. go. That is the only answer, honestly. Uh, best Beatles song. Ooh, um, again, not my final answer. I love, um, if you say, Hey Jude, oh I'm going to stab God. you in your sleep. No, no, I wouldn't. I right. wouldn't. Um, oh, I hate this. Oh God. Dude, for me, I love, she said, she said, that's like one of my favorite songs. It's great. Sure. It's great. That's a great one. Fuck dude. This is like, I know this is stumping me. I have a favorite Beatles album. Let's start there. Okay, I mean, right now it's Revolver really? at the moment. Okay. Yeah, mine's um, probably Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul is incredible. Revolver's right with it though. Oh fuck! What's your What's your favorite? Your Your favorite album is Rubber Soul, like hands down. I would say so. Yeah, that's like the one that sort of got me into them. I'm literally pulling up their Spotify to do a quick scan. I mean, this is a really bad answer, but here comes the sun, which is their most streamed song. I would. Easily put on my top five. It's amazing, yeah. Incredible. Oh, my God. I used that in one of my films, actually. And oh, I, nice. I think I got fucked on YouTube at one point. I was going to say, they're probably like... They copyrighted it, copyrighting. I think. I think. But, dude, I played that in, like, hella film festivals. I never got sued. Oh, well. Yeah. There you go. Um, most succulent riff. <laughs> um, wow. Like, in a song. Yeah another good question <laughs> also yeah. succulent it's so like up to your interpretation that could yeah, mean anything it really could oh my god hmm. a succulent riff yeah you know i wouldn't succulent isn't the word that would come to mind to describe this riff but okay. this is the first riff that sort of came to mind in this vein okay you know while we're on the sort of like john mayer okay talk um stop this train Okay. Great riff. Hell yeah. Scariest movie you've ever seen? Um, I'll go with Texas Chainsaw, the original. Really? Like a, as a kid or still? Still. Really? I, I to me like even though like I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Yeah. It's one of the more like inherently scary movies just yeah. for like the way it was made, sort of like the It's so atmospheric. Yeah, it's truly just like a dark 
upsetting film yeah and it's crazy because like you know we've talked about this like you don't really see blood at all which is kind of what you would think would happen in a chainsaw based just when he cuts his leg really i feel like at the end right and like when they're in the van and they do the sort he like cuts his hand that uh hitchhiker guy is there is there blood in the part where she's on the hook on the hook no that's what's crazy that's fucking wild i know and that's probably the most gruesome part of the movie yeah you know in terms of like the feeling you get when you see that because yeah you're watching someone get hung via their back yeah on like a hook for like a like a butcher's hook i guess essentially Dude, the cinematography is so good. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because the movie presents as very like DIY, or yeah. it is very DIY, yeah. you know. But dude, the shot like where they go, they come under the porch or the little swing, not the porch. They come under the swing, and you just see that girl's ass while she's walking into like the house. Right. That's a sick shot. Good shot. Yeah. And then of course the end with you know the guy fucking swinging the chainsaw and the, the sun going down. I mean that's that's insane. Oh yeah. But yeah, I love that film. Let's see here. Uh, grossest image you've witnessed while living in LA. Um, wow. I mean, honestly, our bathtub. Oh, um, dude, they just cleaned their bathtub yesterday, and holy fuck, it looked like a dead person was in there. Yeah. So me and Josh, our other roommate, share a bathtub. That sounds. Yeah, they, <laughs> we share a bathroom, and there's a bathtub in it. Yeah, sometimes and, one of them will wear a bathing suit, but not, not always. Yeah, mostly we're both in the nude fully. Yeah, um, but it was kind of developing mold, so we had yeah to, we had to get her done. But and to be fair, that was kind of like that for I think you came. It was, it was, but the the sad part is we just never cleaned it. Yeah. I don't know why we just yeah. both decided to like use it but not take care of it. Yeah. So I'm I'm so glad we did because now it looks like a completely different bathroom. Would you like stand away from like the stained parts? Oh yeah. Fortunately, the I'd like freaked out. The nasty stuff was like by the drain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm mostly standing on the other side. Never taking a bath in that thing. I simply yeah. could not imagine doing that. I might now. You might now. How was gonna say? But back back then, no yeah. Way. Now it looks dope. Now you guys put some Christmas lights up in there. Right. We cleaned like the counter and everything too. It's we very cute. Put up different shower curtains. Like it looks way nicer. Yeah. Um, definitely liking it. Favorite the story so far song. Ooh, I'm gonna go with empty space. Ooh. Hardest you've ever laughed and what caused it? Oh my god. That is a good question. I know that happened to us a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know we have a recent incident of this, so yeah. I'll, pro- I'll probably default to that because I can't really think of like a specific. Well, okay, I, I have a specific one, but I'll I'll tell the story from us recently. Okay, vague version. Can't disclose like the full thing. Yeah, no worries. We're <laughs> we're making a just kind of like a joke diss track. Yeah, about an undisclosed person. Yeah, just to be funny. Yeah, and uh, essentially we started joking about the fact that like. Kellen, you were like doing a bunch of takes of yeah. this one line that was kind of like, you know, funny or like risque or whatever. And just, we were imagining like our upstairs neighbor just hearing you just be hearing like, it. Yeah. Let me try Let me try that one more time. Just yeah. like saying the most ridiculous shit, like, you know, <laughs> in a joke rap song as you do. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> like, truly, the two of us like cried laughing. I don't even know what it was. Was it just that that line of just let me try that one more time that made us laugh? I think it's a combo of the fact that just like, then what we were doing was ridiculous and then like thinking about the fact that we were like that potentially like someone could hear us like from upstairs because like honestly you can hear everything in this apartment complex like you can hear the upstairs neighbors we can hear each other and everything yeah like it's crazy 
but yeah, just like, I think also it was just like really late at night, yeah. you know, like that feeling where you're just like so exhausted, but like doing something funny, yeah. like it, you just like inherently everything is like insane. Kind of like right now, like it's actually one thirty nine in the morning. We're literally, no way. we're still filming. We're still recording an amazing podcast right now, but we got a couple more. We're good. Wow. I didn't even realize it was one thirty. Yeah. It's we've crazy. Been, we've been fucking killing it. It's like three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. I kind of figured it would go. I mean, we got good stories. That's sick. Um, last object you threw at someone. Damn. That is a really good question. I don't tend to throw things. Okay. I feel like I'm I'm not the kind of person who like if I'm holding stuff, yeah, you don't I'm you don't gently instigate. placing things around. Yeah. 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 I, I have to have thrown something somewhat recently. Yeah. I hate that I don't have just like an, an answer for this, like yeah. off the top of my head. It's all right. Give me a sec. I really want to think of, I really want to get this. Yeah. Like I know I've I want thrown something at least once in my life. I'm sure. I'll try to think if I can think of anything. I mean, you know, for lack of a better answer, I feel like when, when you guys put condoms in my room, I definitely wanted to throw condoms. You all. That's, that's probably the best answer I have right now. In your mind, you were like, I'm going to throw that right at Josh's face. Exactly. When, when these guys come back, I'm, I'm throwing these condoms. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have you ever gotten detention and what for? You know, I think so. I think I got lunch detention, they called it at my school, yeah. which was sort of like, yeah. like We had that, I think. That was our version of detention. There was like lunch and then after school, which I think was a little more severe. And that was like one step before like suspension. I got essentially. That. I got both of those things. Right. I, I got to hear about why. Yeah. First of all. Oh, yeah. But I can't remember why I got lunch <laughs> detention. I know I did a couple times. Is lunch detention just where like you sit at like a table with like some ratchet ass teachers and they're like watching yes, you the basically. Whole time? So that we sucks. we had like a disciplinarian. So essentially, Stupid. like you sat in his office with him and ate lunch. Just oh, the two of yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Now it I, sucked. Now I remember that. I I think I had it like twice maybe, but I don't even remember like what happened. Yeah. I feel like it was almost always something like with me and my brother or me yeah. and my brother and like a couple of our friends like attended to be the same group of people who were sort of getting in trouble if at all but honestly we were we were nerds we were kind of kind of kind of good kids for lack of a better word i got detention twice and suspended once tell me i gotta know which one do you want to know first i guess detention so detention i uh i think yeah i was a senior for one of them yeah or let me think what was the other one about okay i was junior and a senior they might actually both been senior Mm. one was okay i was at my accounting class and basically i joked to my teacher that kids were dealing drugs outside of our room before we before our class started and this was a lie this was yeah but it was like bullshit i mean she was she was very bipolar she like constantly was like having mood swings. Like some days she was like laughing, like, ah, I like laughing all the time, like in a good mood. Other days she was like, get the fuck out of my class, go to the office now mm. and freaking out on kids. Um, and I guess this was just one of those bad days where I shouldn't have made a joke, but usually, usually she would just laugh at something like that. Sure. And for whatever reason, yeah, she like told me I had to go to the office or something. And it was just really stupid. 
I, I don't even remember. I think I'm, I'm messing this up. I'm flubbing the story. Oh, that's what happened. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. I wrote Odd Future's name out on my paper, on my accounting paper. Expelled instantly. I wrote Odd Future Wolfgang, kill them all. Uh, and the kill them all part got, got me. And right. I get sent to the office for that. And I'm like, but wait. And I'm talking to the principal to his face. I'm literally yeah. like, but wait. And then I think it was the vice principal. This is a hip hop group. All right. Have you heard of them? <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but, but I was that's, like, I was like, hilarious. I was like, please look them up now. This is, this is not like a reason to get me in trouble. And like, I assume that made things worse. No. He looks it up and he's like, oh, you're right. Tyler, the creator. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Great. Anyways, you're still getting detention because you made a joke saying that kids are dealing drugs outside. No. And way. that was like such a random added thing at the end and i was like what it's like how what the fuck right the two things are kind of unrelated totally unrelated and she kind of just tacked that on the end and if she didn't do that i would have been fine but i don't know both can be great both can be disgusting exactly both (laughs) that's what you said to them i I was like get the fuck off my back mrs mahar um but yeah anyways (sighs) yeah actually that that ended really bad actually i ended up quitting that class i was so pissed Damn. but there was a there was a whole other situation with that but um yeah that was that was the end of accounting too for me Oof. um and then what do you call it senior year also i think um my english teacher do you have like passing time is that what it was called what like, did you do during passing time because i might have had an equivalent but with a different name walking to your next class like five minutes, the five minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Between classes, between classes. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have like a name for it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Is that what it's called? Just between classes. We straight up had no name for it. It was just like walk to your class now child. And it was like four or five minutes before it was always five minutes for us. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) literally passing time is still going on. Yeah. I came from the fucking library Mm -hmm. and of course the library, they don't really care. Like if you're on your phone, they didn't really give a shit. They might sometimes right. be like, oh, put it away, but they're not going to be like, you know, go to the office or anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes like you have to use your phone for stuff. Uh, and I just remember I was coming from the office and I, I wasn't actually doing this. Um, like I, I was using my phone, I think, or, or turning the volume down or something. And I, I walked into class and like I said, passing time still going on. I'm like one yeah. of the first kids in English class. I got there early. And my English teacher goes, hey, Callum, come up and get your test. And while you're at it, give me your fucking phone. I mean, she's, she didn't say, she didn't say fuck. I, right. She was just like, she was like, hey, Callum, come get your test. And while you're at it, give me your phone. And I'm like, what? And I was already in a bad mood that day. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I was in a bad mood. And I was like, I go, I go up there and I just was like, I'm not even going to say anything. I, I go up there and I grab the test and I start walking back and she's like, um, where's your phone? And I turned around and I'm like, I'm not giving you my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's passing good. time. It's passing time. I'm not using it. I was turning my phone off. Like I'm not even using it. That, uh, and it really, I really wasn't even using it. Right. I, I was like turning the volume off or something stupid like that. That's so dumb. And she's like, um, I don't care. Give me your phone. And I'm literally like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no. And yeah. she's like, she's like, I don't even know what she said. She's like, do you want to deal with this here? Or do you want to deal with this in the office? Ooh. 
or do you want to talk about this here? Or do you want to talk about this in the office? And I'm like, I want to talk about this in the office. Whoa. And I straight up said that. Good. I was like, no, I'm not giving you to my phone. Dude, especially like senior year too. Oh, it's At that point, you're like, I don't care. And you know what really sucked is everyone in that class hated that fucking English teacher. Mm. And I knew that all along, but I was super friendly with her. Not like a teacher's pet friendly, but like just friendly with her because I knew everybody hated her. So you could like kind of more get away with saying those things generally. Like usually you I had mean, some more of a rapport. I feel like, yeah, we had like a kind of like fine bond. And then, yeah, just one day. That was the only day, I think, the whole year where she just gave me shit. And Damn. I was just like, for what? It was towards the end. And we had like maybe a couple of weeks left before I graduated. <laughs> like, See, yeah. you're not taking my phone like for the, for the whole day. She was going to take my, home, my, my phone for the whole day. Wow. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that truly, I, at a certain point, senior year, I feel like anything like that is so just unnecessary. It's yeah, it's just not it's not going to turn you into a good kid magically No, as if you were even breaking the rules in the first place. Exactly. You know, it's so, so dumb. And it's like, you know, like we're graduating here. Like, come on. Right. And it's not like I was doing it during your class. It was like during passing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, do you think she'll be at so what? I hope so. You think she'll be pinned for northbound. Probably, probably. Yeah, I I, she's so. probably going to be side stage. Honestly, yeah, I, I invited her at least. Yeah. So I, I hope she shows. I know she's a fan of Broken Side. <laughs> right. Yeah. She'll yeah. have her forty ounce. She's got that that thigh tat. For yeah. Broken side. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But dude, this was fun. Uh, I'm really excited to see the stuff you do this year. Thanks, and, man. Uh, Likewise. Absolutely. And uh, I feel like we've had like a lot of like shared connections too, like within the music. So that's mm -hmm. really cool, and I'm I'm stoked to see where all that goes. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Northbound myself. Are you guys going to play out here at all soon? I hope so. Uh, no plans that I'm aware of yeah. of any tours other than So What. I'm yeah. sure it'll happen. So your, your solo stuff will happen for sure. Yeah, that's that's the plan. That's the plan. How many songs are you looking at? Like 10? <sighs> My goal is like 10 to 12. Nice. Um, right now, I'm working with like nine. And yeah. I'm going to finish it up over the next like two months. And they're all kind of like in their rough stage. or They're they're pretty close. It's, it's crazy. Some are done yeah. in terms of like writing they're still going to be sort of like mixed and a little like yeah. reproduced okay like i'm going to take them to another producer basically sick my friend seb um but yeah some of them are like that done and some of them are at like anywhere from like 40 to 70 percent essentially nice. but for the most part this is the closest i've been in a long time to putting something out and it feels great dude dope where can your fans find you um, what are your handles? I got to double check. I'm pretty sure it's just at Sterling Gavinsky on Instagram. And which... that, would, that would be S T E R L I N G. Yup. G A V I N S K I nailed it. A lot of people want to say why at the end. I would never for some reason. I would never. I know you, you know me too well at this point. Did you sleep five through for me? You bet. Yeah. You better know how to spell my last name, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess Instagram would be my like primary place to find me yeah um if you want my phone number it's no yeah, yeah yeah right never talk to me i probably won't never reply you don't do twitter either right not anymore it's if you weird. want to find me i believe it's at striped shirt boy but i don't i don't <laughs> use that app yeah twitter sucks all right follow him on instagram at sterling gavinsky hell yeah is there Thanks and, for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. And check out Northbound's Instagram too, because there will be posts. The yeah, please. There. I believe they're at Northbound FL on everything. Yeah. Dope. Well, this was fun. I'm sure we'll probably do another one at some point. Yeah, dude, I'm always down. Yeah. I, uh, you know where to find me. Absolutely. I do. <laughs> and I, I will come bother you whenever I feel like it.
please. All right. Sick. This is dope. All right. Hope you guys enjoy it. See ya. Yeah. That was fire. That was fucking actually a lot of fun. Out of this night